Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome in here. I'm Brian No, He's Dane Fife. Again, we will circle back to Jimmy saying, don't you talk bad about Jay-Z. Don't you do it, Dane Fife. I, I didn't say a word, Jimmy. Don't I'm do sorry, it. man. Don't do it. He's going to get angry. He's going to throw Nutri-Grain bars at you. Just don't do it. Don't make it happen. You know, we're going to get to hoops in a little while here. Hoosiers in action tonight. No, you're chomping at the bit for that. <laughs> <laughs> Take it on Fran McCaffrey. What would you have done if Fran McCaffrey stared you down like that and you were an official? I would have did exactly what Kelly Pfeiffer did. Step forward. Look at you knowing the names of these officials. Very oh, th- those are my favorite people in the business. Fife looks like he's been doing some skull crushers over there. He's got the deltoids. He's got the shoulders that's going my, on. That's my pose. It's just I've got some extra clothing on. I, spanks. Adult spanks, they work. Yeah. You yeah. have any? I don't have adult spanks. Jimmy? No, I don't. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Liar. <laughs> I think I would have thrown the ball at Fran McCaffrey's head if he just stared me down like that. I would have been out of a job. Obviously, the official handled it the right way, but I probably would have fired the ball right at his nose. It really looked like it was right out of a Globetrotters game. It did. You know? Yeah. Like, okay, what's going to happen next? Is he going to break out in a dance? You know, is Fran going to do? We need the fake like bucket of water that's really confetti, yeah. you know. Washington the General, the Charleston. Yeah, yeah, have that. Okay, so I've got my mind on the combine over here, Dane Fife. Right down the road over there, Lucas Oil. I'm all combine over here. I've got some news for you regarding the combine and quarterbacks. This is always big news. Bring the heat. Okay. Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud will throw at the combine on Saturday. Who get Jimmy? Was that you? That's right. Who's, who did who the sound effect? Who's Jimmy? God, Jimmy's he's good. Team effort over Man, here. is that me? He is good. The, the good news doesn't end there. All right, so CJ's throwing. He's throwing. Kentucky quarterback Will Levis will throw at the combine. <laughs> Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson will throw at the combine. Now, here it is. I saved the best for last here. Alabama quarterback Bryce Young will not throw at the combine. (laughs) God, he's good. I got to get some of those sound effects on my own comments, Jimmy. (laughs) Yeah, we could work that into the show today if you want, Jay Cook. Go ahead, say something. Man. Man, I look good today. I feel great today. <laughs> hey, why now is it as simple as our guy from Alabama? What's his name again? Bryce Young. Yeah, I get him and CJ Stroud mix. Bryce Young, is it as simple as he's gonna throw at his own Yeah. Alabama combine or is there more to it? He's gonna throw at his Bama Pro Day at on March twenty third. So a little bit after the combine, he's going to have his controlled environment and throw to his guys. Or because he's a run-first QB? No, he's. I wouldn't say he's run-first. He's. I would say pass-first. He mixes in the run, but uh, he's a he's a proficient passer. He's just you know 
He's the size of Jay yeah, Cook's the, the, legs over there. The reason you know? he's not throwing is because Brian put a you must be this tall sign at the combine. And so now, <laughs> now right. it's ridiculous. Yeah. You can't do it it is. It's kind of like an amusement park. You got to be this tall to From get yesterday. on this ride. Yeah, it's you got to be this tall to throw at the combine. That's actually what, what it is over there. Jimmy is totally right. But no, it's one of these deals, Dane, where, look, it goes way back. I remember Tim Tebow threw at his pro day. Yeah where you're throwing to your own receivers. Tebow, run first. To definitely run first. <laughs> See what I'm getting at there, Jimmy? He he is the Bryce Young defender over here. Don't come after his beloved Bryce Young. I'm, I'm, that's a little strong. I'm just saying I, I don't know how much the height – I feel like it's being overblown. He is okay. upset. He's right. still upset about your height comment. He's undersized. It's not just Brian. A lot of people that are leaning on that, it's just like, I mean – I. I'm sure that matters, but I, if he's I don't got get the goods, it. it's not the only thing that's going to be my hang-up. I'm with you, Jimmy. It could be a difference maker, and that was Brian's point yesterday. If you think Stroud and Young are equal, if you're scouting and that's what you think, then yeah, that, that should matter. That should factor into it, if that's your coin flip decision. Yeah. What's Tom Brady, 6'2"? He's taller than that. A little taller. I'm going to say 6'2". He's taller. Guaranteed. Can, over. Can I get it's, odds on that, Jimmy? But when, you're, when your offensive lineman's 6'9", <laughs> is that on DraftKings, Jimmy? Tom Brady's got to be. I, I would have taken the over, and he's six four. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in your program, he's six two. He's not <laughs> taller than me, and I'm six three and a quarter with shoes. <laughs> Ultimately, what does it matter when your your offensive lineman, your right and left tackles are six six to six nine, and your guard, you know, he's six feet wide and six feet five inches tall? Do we really care? I mean, Doug Flutie did it. For me, it's much more frame than just height. There you go. The See, height, Jimmy, the you height got matters. all upset yeah. for no reason. The height matters, but you bring up a good point. Drew Brees, Russell Wilson. Russ is a good comp because Russ, he's shorter, but, man, he's thick. He's got some weight on him. He can take punishment. That's the problem with CJ, with uh, Bryce Young. You got yeah. me tongue-tied over here with Bryce Young his frame he's just a smaller guy he's yeah. not a guy it's like Tua Tungavailoa those guys are not just going to get in the weight room and put on mass like Russell Wilson I don't see that ever happening I hope I'm wrong I'd love for those guys to be durable and take punishment in the NFL I just don't see it routinely happening I think Bryce Young is going to have a lot of the same shortcomings or bad luck with injuries that Tua has yeah well Big part of it, and we know, is offensive line. That's why I continue to say, Colts, you listening? Draft some offensive linemen and go out and get a vet. Carson Wentz available. Oh, yeah. Let's Run go. That back. <laughs> Jimmy. Absolutely how, not. Why? He's <laughs> got a, He still has a house here. This is home base for him. It's home. So do I. doesn't mean I'm going to play quarterback tomorrow. Well, you could. I saw you throw here. Oh, man. I was throwing spirals Look at the that. camera. It wasn't a spiral, but it, you completed it. Well, that's more than he could say. Wow. We're talking Super Bowl QB. By the way, a, a brief left turn here. If you did that Dr. Pepper challenge during the conference championship games, would you go pathetic chest pass with the football like it's basketball, or would you throw it, you know, overhand like an actual I think. I think it's probably faster to do pathetic chest pass <laughs> yeah pathetic chest pass wins i mean it, it do you want to win yeah. or do you want to look cool for yeah. five minutes but i it would just, it, i would crush you guys if you went chest pass 
I would go overhand and just you think so? I, oh yeah, I, got, I wish they would. They need to set that up at the combine. Forget like you can do your own forty and you can do your own three cone drill. We need the Dr Pepper big can where you can either go chest pass or. Overhand. I'll tell you what we're gonna do, Jimmy. When this show's over, Jimmy, you got time? No. Uh, <laughs> well, nobody asked you anyway. <laughs> Brian and I are gonna do the Dr Pepper challenge. In the hallway. You got a big inflatable can of Dr. Yeah, Pepper over yeah, there we, on Yeah, we you, keep Jimmy? it in, in prop department. Yeah, yeah it's there. You got we a got pool you. table over there. That's yeah. Jimmy really can nice. hold up a make a or his own ring that's, for us. That's why, that's why, that's why I told show. you I didn't have time. That's right there. <laughs> I'm trying to add more more work to my table. You know, there's a lot of talk here. Brian, though, and Dane Fife here with you on the fan. There's a lot of talk, Dane, about the Bears. They've got Justin Fields right now. Uh, you've got Bryce Young, who's projected right now to be the first overall pick. We'll see if that turns out to be the case or not. And so it's not just a Bears thing. It could be a Colts thing. If you're a Colts fan, ask yourself, would you prefer to have Justin Fields, the Bears quarterback, or would you rather have Bryce Young, the up-and-coming stud Alabama quarterback who has a smallish frame and is short? Maybe you want that guy. Here's the way I look at it. Forget about frame and height for a second, all that stuff. I think that if you flip the scenario, it's kind of an interesting exercise here. Okay? Ask yourself this. How would you feel about Bryce Young if he was with the Bears the last two years? What do you think you would be saying about Bryce Young right now? What if Justin Fields was just coming out of college and he was a prospect? I think a lot of people who are saying... You know, I'd rather have Bryce Young right now. Give me Bryce Young. I think they'd be saying the exact opposite and saying, you know, give me Justin, Justin Fields right Fields. now. How do you think Bryce yep. Young would have fared with that ragtag Bears offensive cast that Justin Fields has dealt with the last couple of years? I don't Gosh. think very well. Let alone the ragtag defense yeah. of the uh, monsters of the Midway. That's right. The minions of the Midway. The minions. <laughs> very That's pretty well good, done. huh, Jimmy? It's good on good the fly. Stuff. He didn't. Can I get the... Uh, noise minions of the midway jimmy no look i i would agree with you on once that wasn't one. enough you needed you needed two time here you go just there you go. just in talking about the bears they look you're right on that that point brian it look it's bottom line no brainer it's a done deal the bears are gonna make the trade they're gonna trade the first pick it's a guarantee. And based on that point, it further strengthened my position on it. And do they take a QB? Do you think the Bears take a QB? No, I don't. I think they run it back with Justin Fields. I I love that. Run it back with Justin Fields. That's what the Bears are going to do? Yeah. I, I completely agree. I think that's what they're going to do. They're going to trade down, and they're going to get a stud defensive player, you know, in the top four, top five, look to upgrade the offensive talent around Justin Fields later in the draft. Yeah, I think that's exactly what they're going to do. Do you think the Bears is do you, do you envision the Bears taking the pick and trading the pick? The the first overall, I do. Yeah, because if you're not going to go QB, and I don't anticipate. No, do you they see will. them taking a QB and tra- and using no. it as trades? No, no, I see them trading down. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. Because if you can still get one of those top defensive players yes. at whatever, number four, I don't think they trade way back because no, no. you got to get one of those top, top prospects no. here. 
Jalen Carter, Will Anderson Jr. But yeah, I think they trade down because like if you look at Justin Fields, it hasn't been perfect the first two years. But look at what he's had to deal with. Mm -hmm. And you know that he's special with his legs. And if you surround him with a lot better talent, he could be special with his arm also. I, I don't think you move off of that. It's uh, I, I don't know that the run first QB has has won the uh, Super Bowl, the big one yet. Well, no, not run first. I mean, you got to be pass first. You can you can work in the running ability, but I mean, it's a it's a pass first league. That's just the way the rules are set up, you know. And it's also it's not just the rules. It's a durability thing. You can't. Listen, you, you can't know, be a seventeen guy. We're just consistently year in and year out. You're starting seventeen games. If you're running the ball and taking a lot of punishment, it's just not going to happen. I think Brian's a he's a he's a run first fan. <laughs> Is Notre Dame a run first QB spot post not, Joe Montana? Not, not now that no. they have Sam Hartman, huh? Uh, From Wake Forest, 110 touchdown passes. Oh, wake up the echoes this season here, Dane Fife. The ACC, the vaunted ACC. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who, hey, hey they, plays, they got Ohio State on the schedule this year. <laughs> we let Duke up. Who plays vaunted defense anymore? Conference to conference. How about the Pac-12? How about the Big 12? ACC? Mm. Three of the five Power Five suck defensively. Mm. He's going in. You He's know? going in on the Power I, Five. Just telling you over here. We got other news here. Dane Fife. Gus Bradley. He's back. This is not... You know, from left field, it was expected that the Colts would retain their defensive coordinator, Gus Bradley. He goes back to the Chargers days with Shane Steichen. They were both assistants over there. So he's back and I like it, right? Like it was this long drawn out process to find the head coach. And that was a legitimate point. What does this do in terms of your assistant coaches? Mm Mm-hmm. The timeline has changed when you take this much time to get your head coach. There's familiarity with Gus Bradley. I think the defense can be a lot better if the offense is better. It goes hand in hand. And the defense is pretty good. It's not bad. I don't got great stats to back that up, but I, I like their defense when I look at the Colts, if, if I had to pick for sure. Yeah. I mean, they played pretty well, all things considered, defensively last year. And some of the stats back that up. Of course, they've had some some blunders along the way like being up 33 nothing on the Vikings and somehow losing that game. You didn't like, like that. That's that's a, on the defense right there. No, you know, that's, that's your a, Kirk Cousins. That is Kirk Cousins. And the the fierce spirit of Kirk Cousins over mm-hmm. there that's true as mm-hmm. well, but I mean, look, man, if the offense helps you out more, I mean, you're going to be better statistically. The <laughs> offense the offense hurt the defense. Yeah. Look at Tampa. Tampa is a good example of this. If you look at Tom Brady and company in 21, I mean, they played a lot better than this past season, and Tampa's defense two seasons ago was a lot better than last season. There's a ripple effect. A correlation. Yeah, absolutely a correlation. I'd right agree there. with that. Yeah. If you can keep the ball offensively, let your defense rest, amazing how much that helps your defense. And no Shaquille Leonard last season for the most part. You get him back. So, yeah, I have no problem with Gus Bradley being back. I like the sound of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stick with that. I, when you can have cohesion like that, Coach Steichen yeah. being, being familiar, that, that's trust, that's understanding, that's cohesion. I think it's a big part of 
when a staff gets along, the staff has cohesion and trust. When you hire your own guys, that's a big part of it. You know, you can look around the country. There's a correlation between a staff that gets along and works well together. Uh, when that happens, you usually have a group of guys, a group of players that get along and work well together too. So are you saying if you got along with Jimmy better, that yes. you, you would perform better? I think I would be a lot better if yeah. – um, you know, Jimmy would catch my passes if he ever if he got my jokes and gave me better sound effects. I would be happier. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> what do you have going on after the show, Jimmy? Uh, well, let's try this, this whole again. thing about uh, post production. Oh, that wow. happens. You know, here so trying to make sure you guys sound good. Everything's up. I like that, little, little, Jimmy. Doesn't just going. happen on its own. And you're then shout us. out to uh, my alma mater, the Ron Cali Royals, have a uh, sectional first Ooh, round game tonight. Okay. So okay. it's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a bad day for me tomorrow. Hey, why not? Let's go. So go when you build walked a, a, a cylinder to throw football, but when you so, walked yeah. me out after the show yesterday at three oh six. Sure. And got in your car. I did not get in my Where car. Where were you going to post-production? Did not, did not get in my car. No, nope, he didn't. I walked you out he didn't. to be All right, a fine. kind gentleman and help no, you out No, because I don't have access to the doors here, Jimmy. That's why you walked me out. I, I could be like, hey, tough, find your way out. But no, <laughs> not that kind of guy. He did. Jimmy's a great guy, big help. He is a, a very nice guy. Yeah. Yes, big absolutely help. he is. You guys are all right, too. Well, thanks, Jimmy. Appreciate yeah. that. Brian, though, and Dane Fife with you here, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. I got more news for you. You ready? You touched on this. Carson Wentz out after one season with the Washington Commanders. Colts. He gone. Did you like Hawk Harrelson, his call back in the day for the Chicago White Sox? That was Someone good. struck out. He gone. He gone. <laughs> so Carson That's Wentz like, is out of there. Started okay. seven games last season. Seven starts, one and done in Washington. He's the definition of a journeyman quarterback now. And the thing is, man. I don't know if Indianapolis is going to hate me for this. I, I don't know if this is more of a national thing. I doubt it. I would expect locally people would say pretty much the same thing. Carson Wentz wasn't as bad as people made him out to be in Indianapolis. God bless you. I'm not saying he walked on water, but look at Jay Cook. He's already shaking his head over there. He's like, first Bryce Young and your takes on him. Now Carson Wentz. What yeah, is happening one, over yeah, there? This one I won't tolerate. Situationally, he was horrendous at times. He couldn't read a linebacker to save his life. Not like, when he the, had what, a linebacker, the, the, the linebacker one thing you in want his to face. Point to, the one thing you want to point to, which is fine. I can't argue it because it's it's a very archaic way of looking at it. But yes, he went 27-7 and seven here. That's that's oh, phenomenal. Why? Very happy for him. How'd that translate wins losses? They went 9-8 and eight to miss the playoffs not all on c Wentz. and so i'm saying and they got rid of him again he's been these baggaged goods for the last three teams he's played for and subsequently that team looked at him as a prospect and said 23 million dollars in cap savings is more valuable than you you know do not funny. bring him back here. I, absolutely not i'm done talking to you jimmy i'm talking to you now dane <laughs> i'd like to have a i'd like to have a, some space here to talk about my carson wentz feeling Let, let's carve out some space you know, right now Jim, i'd like to say jimmy uh can't read a linebacker well it yeah you can when he's right in your face when you're trying to throw the ball <laughs> you can read a linebacker if you've thrown 27 touchdown passes that's my thing he wasn't perfect in indianapolis but you know as well as I do, when they kicked Carson Wentz to the curb because they lost to Jacksonville in Week 18 that season, right? The defense sucked. They couldn't run the ball, but somehow it was just all about Carson Wentz. Whatever, fine. They kicked him to the curb, and everybody was like, oh, 
Matt Ryan is here. The savior has arrived. It's going to be way better than with Carson Wentz, and it was twice as worse. That's the propaganda that Jimmy spewed last year, I think. What do you think, Jimmy? Anybody can admit when they were wrong. I was right about Carson Wentz. I was wrong about Matt Ryan. I didn't think he was going to be a savior, but I thought he was going to be significantly better. The same issues that plagued plagued Wentz, and I'm willing to concur on this, the offensive line was about the same in terms of effort and talent level between Wentz and Ryan. He's just a walking contradiction. No, no, I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm admitting I was wrong. I, I thought Matt Ryan was going to be successful here. Did I think they were going to win the division? I thought it was going to be a fight to the finish. Maybe they could steal it from Tennessee through Jacksonville as a dark horse because maybe Trevor Lawrence takes that leap with Doug Peterson like he did. But the common denominator is what? The offensive line. Yeah, the common and right. and, and the yeah. fact that they continue to go retread after retread why they're not doing that this year. It worked one of three times. Rivers got you to the playoffs, you lost to the Bills. Outside of that, Wentz gave you a little fool's gold. Ryan got a ton of overhype. Neither one delivered. That's why I want them to draft somebody this year. I'm tired that's of the, the retread route. That's I respect that. That's what's interesting to me. From a Chiefs fan. Is that there was such buy-in with Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it was because of the dislike for Carson Wentz. And again, listen, I'm not saying Carson Wentz was great the right. season he was here in Indy. I'm just saying he was better than almost everybody gave him credit for. That's all. There's a big difference there. Hey, look, you got to have a fall guy. It was his turn. The funny thing, too, is... And in Washington, apparently, too. <laughs> well, the funny thing with <laughs> yeah, Washington right. releasing him is you get all these reports. Hey, the team saves just over $26 million against the cap by making this move. It's like, it's not just what they're saving, it's what they spent. It's, it right. turned out to be a one-year rental, and you yep. gave up basically a pair of third-round picks. They swapped second-rounders, yada, yada, but they gave up two third-round picks for what turned out to be a one-year rental of Carson Wentz. Seven games. Started seven games, and that's it. And now you're looking at, briefly, look at Washington's future. You've got Sam Howell right now as QB1, who was a fifth-round rookie out of North Carolina last season, who's attempted, get this, Dane, 19 passes in his NFL career. They're rolling the dice with him. Yeah. They are. They are <laughs> putting time. their eggs in the Howell basket. They are. And you got Eric Bieniemy over there now. You've got mm. Ron Rivera. This is Ron Rivera's last chance this season to, to keep his gig going forward. And the... All that's resting on the shoulder of Sam Howell as we speak. Whew, baby. You know what? I'll tell you, there's something I dislike here, Dane. Something I dislike. When our guy Jimmy, in spite of some of his, you know, wacky thoughts about quarterbacks, mm-hmm. but yep. when he gives out great gambling advice, mm-hmm. and I don't make money off of it, he gave out great advice yesterday. Just like, hey, if you're so inclined, take Baylor. And I sat there and said, ah, you know, I don't know. You know, maybe the sharp play is the home dog, Oklahoma State. You don't see it coming. I just stayed away. I stayed away. I didn't gamble on either side. And Jay Cook was right. He was completely right. The Baylor Bears built up a big lead, almost gave it away at the end, a la Michigan State. Mm. But mm. held on, and I didn't make any money off of that. Great gambling advice. I like that. So that's why he's in. I called him this morning. I could feel his smile when he answered the phone. That's what it was. Is the Baylor? That's Bears. just because you were calling. 
<laughs> always appreciate when I get a Dane Five call. Ah, okay. Gosh, I'm so humble. Um, I, Jimmy, your talent continues to amaze me. Um, Brian, I'm sorry you didn't take advantage of it. Hope you you learned your lesson. But, uh, Jimmy, what what exactly is your record? Now you're plus eight. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I've still kept track of it, but I've between everybody in the revolving door of hosts, I haven't published it as often. But yeah, but but seven or eight. We we had, we had a good run over the last two years or so. My goal I, is just to go positive. I don't. I, it, it's not been like uh, probably again. I don't have the chart in front of me. Probably three hundred dollars over. I'd say. Hey, you're plus. Yeah, you're plus money. Yeah, it's all matters. After two years of picks, how many picks do you think? Oh man. Uh, 1200 wow probably there were some days where you have like five six seven different <laughs> bets or props depending on particularly when we get in the tournament like once the tournament rolls around oh man love love throwing out prop bets for march madness that's pretty good yeah if you made 1200 picks and you're plus that's not bad you know i've been been banned my whole life from gambling on any ncaa sponsored sport and this is the first year and i haven't done it yet for life yeah i mean I, he means every, ineligible because he yeah. was a coach yeah yeah and so I, I still haven't done it. I should probably take advantage of this. I can't wait to hear tonight what we have. How do you think you would fare, Jimmy, if they just said, no gambling for you, can't do it? Yeah. Be all right. You'd be okay. Yeah. I think would you'd you, be would unemployed. You scratch, <laughs> would you scratch your neck like <laughs> profusely every now and then? Like, I guess it's back to bingo. What are you going to do, Hill? <laughs> <laughs> Is there any, any like cheap O'Doul substitute? <laughs> For, for I mean, yeah, it's, it's, got, it's, it's, got, it's got to be bingo or bingo. or 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 or, oh, uh, or parish Texas Hold'em. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know. People, don't if know. you're listening, gosh, what I wouldn't give to see Jimmy play bingo. <laughs> just like, like old old folks' night. No offense to any elderly. I've got grandparents and all that. It just Jimmy at the um, the uh, American Legion Hall playing bingo. <laughs> Dude, just, that's, a, that's a vicious place, man. I'm not trying to go. I there. think Jimmy would be one of those people that has like. 70 yeah. bingo cards going yeah. at the same angry. time. Angry. It's a system. Angry. Different colored yeah. highlighters. Patrick you know. Mahomes jersey. Yeah. Shades. To, to quote new Colts head coach uh, Shade Steichen, uh, for bingo, the separation is in the preparation, gentlemen. You got to have your multiple too deep cards for me. going. Come on. Too deep for me, Jimmy. All right. We've got Jeff Schwartz, Fox Sports Radio, Pac-12 Radio, will join us at 1 p.m. He was a... A player that went through all the combine stuff. So we'll mm. pick his brain as far as that goes. That'll be fun. Mike Chappell, 2 o'clock. Talking Colts and beyond. Fox 59, CBS 4. We got a lot to do today, Dane. I hope you are ready. I hope you are ready for all of the radio magic we are going to create today. <laughs> Coming up next, what Trace Jackson Davis. TJD. TJD. He's got something in common with two NBA MVPs. I'll tell you about that coming up next. I'm Brian No, He's Dane Fife. It's 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. What the hell is this, Jimmy? What are, what are we doing don't, over here? Don't go to war with me, fellas. Don't, don't go to war with me. in excess? I don't even have his mic on. Dane gets what? Was that in excess? He turned my mic off. <laughs> Boo. Boo. Dane gets one 
bump back contribution per show? Uh, one song uh, request per show? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could use yours if you want to. I suppose Holy you can have one. cow, Jimmy. Well, anything, what, but what was that, Jimmy? What was that? We're not talking about it. Man. You're the first, you're the first uh, two hosts that have complained. <sighs> Gigantic thumbs down on that. We're going to go thumbs up, thumbs down in a little while. So it sounds like the other ones were really digging from the bottom <laughs> of the barrel here. If we're the first ones to complain. <laughs> oh. Hey, fellas. <laughs> on these rule changes, we got uh, we got baseball, we got football, a lot of rule changes going on. We'll go thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, that's the like the precursor is thumbs down. Thumbs down on to that, that song. That, Lead that in that song. song. Terrible. Yes. Doo doo. Brutal job. Brutal. Yes. Well, you guys are doo doo. So <laughs> maybe have a little bit more content and you can get some good songs. Ta-da. Yeah, we're gonna get to uh, Dane Jaws Five here in a second. Jaws. Gonna get to that. Brian Noah and Dane Fife with you here on the fan. Here's the thing with Trace Jackson Davis. I was giving this some thought here, Dane. Now, before I roll out a comparison, there are a lot of people that are enemies of comparisons, okay? They look at what isn't similar Mm -hmm. instead of what is. And I always say this, the golden rule with comparisons, it's not who you're comparing, it's how you're comparing them. I could say I'm just like Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. You can say, what are you talking about? I'm like, we both wake up at 8 a.m. or whatever, Exactly. right? Yeah, you know, it depends on how you're comparing them. Yep. So with that in mind, I'm thinking about TJD. Okay, scored only ten points against Purdue, but the eight rebounds, seven assists, stayed engaged, team guy, yep. good, very good. And I go back to on Sunday night. I was watching the NBA. Don't hate me. I love the NBA. Mike Malone, the Nuggets head coach, said something about Nikola Jokic, back-to-back MVP, and he said. He never fights the game. That is a great compliment right there. And I thought, at least in that game against Purdue, yes, Trace Jackson Davis did not fight the game. They're Big. doubling him, right? Like he just was a playmaker, distributor. He found a way to impact the game without scoring a whole lot. That's exactly right. We talked about it yesterday. That is the absolute sign of the maturation of a young man. And... He, that is called the process. It's called the process. It's called the process. Not everybody can come in a 17 and a half year old and all of a sudden in one year become an NBA player, a valued NBA player. It's taken Trace this long to do it. And that's okay. And it should be okay. Yeah. And we live in a world where the instant result, all right, he's been here a year. Oh, he's not a pro. Okay, he's not good enough. Right. You know, he's just he's just not good enough. No, no, it yeah. takes time. Yeah, it does. It takes time, and the biggest issues with players, they're not the fans, they're not the coaches, mm. it's their own people, and that's the biggest issue we have going on today. Yeah. In sports. Well, I think that everybody, like your literal growth spurt. When you're growing up and you yep. hit that, not everybody hits their growth spurt at the same time. And it's, Great it's, point. it's the same thing with your game. You know, not everybody flourishes as a freshman. That's right. That's right. It's taken me 43 years to get to this microphone. <laughs> and now you're flourishing. I'm here. Yeah. I've arrived. Boom. Jimmy, I mean, sound effect. He was looking for the cheering sound effect, right? I, I need my like own. Was, that was my fault. I'm yeah. sorry. I need my own group of sound effects. <laughs> but no, I, I think it's an excellent point that you bring up. It's. What are you comparing? Sure. You know, like people want to point out, we'll just say Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. 
what he does wrong, okay? And that could might be three-point shooting, but they forget about what he did so well. And I guess we'll go back to Trace Jackson Davis. What is his pro how, – how does he fit in in the NBA? I can give you 20 things. Mm-hmm. And twenty things, and those are the twenty things that he does well. Now, if you're asking me, well, how does he shoot the ball? Well, I don't know. I don't see him shoot much, mm-hmm. and th- I think that's smart. You want to show them what you can do every day, so they don't know what you can't do. We don't know if Trace can shoot or not. Yeah. he doesn't shoot. You know, I'll give you another thing that he does obviously well, and I'll make another comparison. You saw in the last game against Purdue. Great pass in the corner to Miller Cop, trained yep. to three. He's done a, a phenomenal job with his passing ability. And I it just dawned on me, Kenny the Jet Smith, you know, on TNT, yep. he has said this as a teammate of Hakeem Olajuwon. He would go to the arena knowing he was going to have some wide open looks. He was going to get some great looks, and he just had to knock them down. And I'm not saying that, TJD is his dream. Is the dream, yeah. right? But in one aspect, he's very similar, where his teammates can go to the arena knowing they're going to yep. get some great looks. They're going to be clean, and they just got to knock them down. And as yep. a shooter, that is a big deal right there. And it's been a big part of the growth of Indiana's offense is Trace being able to find it. He's always been good at passing, Brian. The issue has been when he's passing out from the post, the on we call it on time on target it's on time generally it it tended to be not on target if you throw it high or low by six inches yeah that's that's real time you know that's the difference between a a contest somebody going to put their hand up to Mm -hmm. contest to challenge the shot and not i mean it's literally a hundredth of a second it, it affects your shooting rhythm. It affects the rhythm, but it also gives – and it, on the flip side, it gives the defender a chance to sure. raise their hand versus not. No, it's a great point by you because compare it to a free throw. You know, like whatever your free throw routine is, yeah. you start the ball like at your chest. Yeah. Now imagine if it's a pass yeah. and it's like to the right of your shoulder and that's where you begin your free throw process. Right. It would feel yeah. weird. Yeah, it's the it, same thing with receiving a pass. Right. Yeah. You know, the the target zone is generally the nose, the chin to the belly button. And that's not easy when you're throwing, you're trying to put some velocity on the ball too because time matters in every aspect. So it's not as easy as maybe one would think. Right. But the the pass being on target, not just getting there, but being between the chin and the belly button in basketball matters. It does. And it's funny too because we spend all this time, the combine is here. And accuracy with quarterbacks a big deal, and mm-hmm. we harp on that like crazy. Yeah. We harp. Yeah. Carson Wentz, we have his like percentage of off-target oh, throws and all go. that stuff. Like, but it, it's true in basketball too, it and is. it's rarely talked about because it's such a subtlety. Yeah, I think it's as big a part as maybe the decline in people. People's well, struggle shooting and scoring. I think it's as big a part of it as anything. There's a lot more threes being taken, but I think that by and large, the good teams are really struggling to make the three ball because of passing one because kids are trained with the ball and it's all to do with how to score um and there's just not a lot of five on five so there's not a lot of passing anyway the biggest issue with shooting i think is passing it's not that they're not being passed to but on time on target it really really matters yeah it does it's interesting too i would love like how we have the off target percentage Uh with qbs i I would love that wow with basketball that's a good point 
you know? That's a good point. And, and that would be incredibly difficult to judge. But just give me a ballpark stat of who are Gosh. some of the most accurate passers in college basketball, the NBA. I would love to see that list. Yeah. Who's routinely just putting the ball on the money? That's that's right. You know how many pass first players are there even more even anymore? Uh, the point guard at Kansas, they call him Juan. Juan, he can really pass the ball. He can get people the ball. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Hood Shafino at Indiana, mm-hmm. he wants to pass first. Uh, Trace actually, Trace Jackson Davis wants to pass first. I mean, you talk about the ultimate team guy, Trace Jackson Davis, and, and Race Thompson, too. They're just the ultimate team guys. Amen to that. All right, we got to get to uh, Dane Jaws Fife here momentarily. Very much looking forward to this. We'll do a little thumbs up, thumbs down on some rule changes. Hopefully not another thumbs down with the bump back music, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. You need to redeem yourself, man. Maybe like, uh, I don't know, like I love heavy metal. I'm a big heavy metal guy here, Dane. I'm, I'm very, very eclectic. but I'm very happy for you. Maybe some Slayer, some Lamb of God coming Slayer. back. Lamb of God. There you go. Maybe some Temple of the Dog, Eddie Vedder's first group. <laughs> Love it. That actually was a, a great album. It My was. metal friends make fun of me all the time. But <laughs> Hunger Strike, that was like oh. the hit song. But the rest of the album, there were 10 songs really good. That was the only song Eddie Vedder was on, and it was just Chris Cornell the rest of the time. But Chris Cornell was amazing. Well, I don't think I've listened to the rest of the album. <laughs> Say Hello to Heaven, great song. Great song. To start it off, what the second song was like 11 minutes long. We're leading in. The bump back music, Jim. Let's start with um, Hunger Strike. <laughs> it's funny that you guys think after uh, dragging me through the mud that I'm going to take your musical request into consideration. That is hilarious. <laughs> okay, well, you just stick with NXS and <laughs> Sting and the Police, and we'll, we'll hang... We'll, What's next, Roxette? I mean, if you're lucky. <laughs> it's uh, what, Pat Benatar you mentioned after the show yesterday? Uh, Maybe. Maybe now you're talking. There we go. All right. Uh, we'll get to uh, a great story you got to hear going back to Dane's college days. And it was a, a complete coincidence, something I said in the first segment that made him uh, take a trip down memory lane. So we will do that right around the corner. I'm Brian No, He's Dane Fife. It's 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Very good job, Jimmy. You've redeemed yourself with some kiss over here. Very nice job. Dane doesn't seem to think you've redeemed yourself here. I'm Brian, though. He's Dane Fife on the fan. No? Thumbs down on that? I roll. He doesn't... He doesn't uh... It's like, like that. I mean, it reminds me of the DJ at my wedding. I'd request something, he wouldn't play it. Finally, I got. Finally, I He's like, got right, a little tipsy and tried to fight him. So, speaking of trying to fight people, uh, huh? See what I did there? Rhymes with. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dane, fight with us here today. No fight, bite. Fight, bite, fife. Everything going on. So I just mentioned that you'd be chomping at the bit to watch IU take on Iowa tonight. And then a few minutes later in a break, you were like, uh, Jimmy, did you tell him the story over there? And Jimmy's like, no, I didn't tell him the story. And he started to tell me the story about you, how you went Jaws during your college days. Can you enlighten everybody listening here? Well, it was Steve Alford's first game back. Steve Alford, all-time 
IU great, IU basketball great, coaching the Iowa Hawkeyes. His first game back playing, coaching against IU, and Bob Knight, his mentor and former coach on the on the other side. I was a current Indiana Hoosier. Duez Henderson, a good friend of mine on the Iowa Hawkeyes, and I, we were involved in a scrum underneath the basket, and Duez had me kind of like we were on the ground he had kind of had me in kind of a headlock and he didn't want to let me up because if he let me up we would have indiana we would have had the advantage going down on offense so he held me down and started to roll over and he started to twist my neck so i panicked and i chopped i bit him right on his bicep (laughs) i mean it was a hard bite too and i wasn't messing around and it went to a timeout. He was flopping around. Um, Steve Alford was trying to get the ref's attention, pointing to his arm. And so I, I went to the to the huddle, and uh, a teammate of mine, Kyle Hornsby, um, he said, "What happened?" I said, well, "I bit him." He's like, it's like uh, he goes, "Do the refs know?" I'm like, "Yeah, I think so." I don't know what what should I do. He goes. Bite yourself, make it look like he bit you first, and he was joking. And I'm like, that's a good idea. And so I did. I bit myself. And Coach Knight, after talking to the ref, came over to yell at me. And you know what? What are you doing? Yeah. And I and I, Coach, he bit me first. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad Coach Knight didn't get uh get the uh the the true visual of the bite mark on my. I've got a little snaggle tooth on the bottom row there that he would have recognized probably. So, Dane, those are your teeth marks. <laughs> I recognize that snaggle tooth. But, Did uh, you go? You just went straight. What left, right, bicep yeah, biting right, yourself. Bicep. Yep. So same area you bit him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yet, so we had a bicep biting contest, and uh, the funniest part was Sports Center. It was right after the Mike Tyson bit off half of an, uh, Evander Holyfield's ear. Yeah. And so uh, they had a top 10 all-time bites oh. on SportsCenter. Yeah, sure. And I made it. I was. I think I was nine. <laughs> it was a really exciting moment for me. Is that true? It, it, it's a dang true. I, I, we need to look this up. If this is true, we got to verify over here. But that is that. Were you friends before the bite? Duez and I, Duez Henderson and I, uh, came out of the same class in 1998 in the state of Michigan. We played club basketball. We played AAU together. We were good friends. Still good friends to this day. Uh, I, you know, I, we'll probably text each other about the Indiana Iowa game. We text uh, each other the other day about the IU women playing the Iowa women and. Uh, I might even throw a bet out since it's legal for me right now. <laughs> Try to bet Duez publicly. By the way, so it's you're telling me it's kind of like, remember, this is going back in the day here, but Isaiah Thomas and Magic Johnson, how they were great friends, and they would, before a game, smooch. they would kiss each other yeah, on the cheek, they and would then smooch. they would try to freaking kill each other Tear on the court. Tear each other's head off. So that's you and Duez, right? Probably, you mean bite each other's bicep no, like pregame? You were, you were good friends. Yes. And then the ball is tipped. Fisticuffs and bite marks ensue. Oh, it's war. Yeah, and Duez and I were cut from the same cloth, man. We just we weren't overly talented. We had to do those kind of things to survive, to stay to stay on the court. Yeah, I love that you bit yourself. I wish that was number nine. If they had something, yeah, you had to be sly about. Oh yeah, is anybody looking? Yeah, like no doubt, got to get a towel, yeah. drape it around you, go yeah. in, bite yourself. Yeah, 
Yeah, sweaty mess. Yeah. Yeah. You had to be pretty sly. Yeah. Dude, that is a top shelf story. I love that. I appreciate that. Very good Thank job you. by you. Okay. Yeah. We've got Jeff Schwartz talking NFL combine, former NFL player. He'll join us right around the corner. I'm Brian No, he's Dane Fife. It's 93.5 and 1075 the fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. I'll tell you what, Jay Cook is on a roll here. We had some sucky, I don't know what that was. In excess. In excess music. And Enya, now it was Enya. You go kiss and NFL films. You have greatly redeemed yourself, my friend. Thanks, guys. All I need is your praise. I did not praise you. I didn't I don't like it. <laughs> All I need is Brian's praise then. Well, good. I appreciate that. Let's go to the phones here. Jeff Schwartz, our guy, Fox Sports Radio, Pac-12 Radio on Sirius, joins us here on the fan. I'm Brian No. He's Dane Fife. You know, George, thanks for being here, bud. Hope you're having a great Tuesday. Now, I think about the combine. My favorite moment of all time is when Chris Jones, the Chiefs defensive tackle, who is a stud defensive lineman, he's running the 40, he falls, and he has a wardrobe malfunction, and we get a cameo of the garden snake out of nowhere. And so I'm wondering what you would set the odds at that we have another wardrobe malfunction in this year's combine. What do you think, Jeff? Well, I think it's been a primetime event. We've only seen one garden snake. So you have to be at plus, what, 10,000? I mean, what would you – by the way, it's one of those wagers where, like, you always take the yes. Like, you just you take the yes. Like, you just whatever – what what's the Kevin Malone line? If, if anyone gives you 10,000 to one odds, you, you take them. I think every time you just put a couple a couple pennies on the will there be junk show on national television <laughs> to the combine, the answer is yes. You know, like they're wearing tights. When I went to the combine, you wore like a long sleeve shirt. Like you wore like loose fitting clothes. You wore tights and shorts. You wore like, you know, your shoes were a little clunky. I mean, now guys are wearing the sleekest of clothes. They're wearing only tights. And you know what can happen? I, I would put plus money on it. And it's what you would want to root for anyway, you know? Like, who wouldn't want to see something crazy happen? You don't want to root for no, everything's normal, you know? So you want to root for that as well. We've always had this joke for a buddy of mine for a couple of years now. We're like, on measurements day, so I don't know if you guys know this, so for a measurements day, you get up and you know, get up on the stage and there's, there's scouts from every team. They're sitting in this auditorium in the hotel and you're, and they go up and say, you know, Jeff Schwartz. And you stand up there, and they measure your height, they, your weight, and your your arm length and your hand length. But they measured everything. Like, how would that? That would be just the most incredible television of all time. And imagine they could correlate everything, measure everything with like success, like a certain. You know, how they say like height and weight. You know, Bryce Young, he's he's maybe too small. We don't know. It would be. It would make it more interesting for the combine. By the way, where do you stand on that, Jeff? There's been a lot talked about the frame of Bryce Young, the height of Bryce Young. Does that scare you off a bit if you're thinking about using the number one overall pick on the guy? I think it has to a little bit, right? I mean, there's a reason why there we have comps, right? There's a reason why all these things are done at the combine. It's because height and weight and 40 and 10 times. And they're not always the be all end all for all these things, but there's a reason why there are not many quarterbacks 
that have had success at his size drafted so early. You know, people say, well, Russell Wilson, well, he's a third-round draft pick. So if you draft, you know, Bryce Young in the third round, you're paying him third-round money, then you're living to, you know, you're, you're, you're okay living with the risk of him getting injured. He's a third-round draft pick. But if you, if you set up your franchise around Bryce Young and, you know, he's 5'10 and a half and he's going to work his darndest to be 200 pounds and, you know, <laughs> He gets tackled in game three by a big defensive lineman. You mentioned Chris Jones, and I guess the Chiefs and, 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 and uh, Colts won't play this year, but you know, he falls on him, and you're like, and then it's like, oh boy. Like, I mean, there's a reason why, you know, the sturdy quarterbacks tend to last a lot longer. Um, and so it's, it would worry me. You know, we have not seen a player of his stature succeed in the NFL. There's only been two players, I think, drafted in the first round. At his under six feet and under 200 pounds at the quarterback position in the last 22 years, I think since 2000, and Seneca Wallace is one of them, and there's one other quarterback maybe. Maybe not even drafted in the first round, just drafted, period. Um, that had been, you know, Colin Murray was over 200 pounds. Russell Wilson, over 200 pounds. Drew Brees, second-round draft pick, was over 200 pounds anyways. Like, it's it's both. It's the, it's the, it's the height and the weight, and it will concern me now. He's the best quarterback in this class. Mm. So if you are the Colts, you're the Texans, and you really want a quarterback, he's the best guy. I'm not debating that. But I think the size, though, is an actual concern that I think people will, will write off and say, oh, it's not important. But he would be the outlier, guys. He would be the outlier for this position in all of NFL history. He's the outlier. He's Jeff Schwartz, Fox Sports Radio, Pac-12 Radio on Sirius, joining us here on The Fan. If you look at the draft, Jeff, from the Colts' standpoint, and they obviously need a quarterback, is there a quarterback in your mind that you're banging the table for that's special enough in your mind to move up from number four potentially to number one, knowing the price tag involved with a move like that? It would, it would only have to be Bryce Young. Um, but I'm, I'm glad the Colts have finally acknowledged, it's been like the first year of like Andrew Luck's not coming back. You know, it felt like for four years now, they've only talked about Andrew Luck. Oh, Andrew Luck this, Andrew Luck that, Andrew Luck that. I, you know, I know they haven't talked about him coming back, but, you know, we've been hamstrung by Andrew Luck retiring. That was that was four years ago now. And it feels like they're finally kind of being like, okay, time to draft the next Andrew Luck, right? We're moving on from signing veteran quarterbacks every single year. Let's find ourselves a young quarterback to build our, our team around. And if it's not Bryce Young, I think C.J. Stroud – look, here's the thing about Stroud, right? Is, is is he going to be the player against Georgia that was really good or the player he was for the previous two years, which is not the player he was against Georgia. Playing against Georgia, he was fabulous. He was moving in the pocket. He was using his legs to create plays, which he didn't do much off in Ohio State, throwing on the run, like things that he really hasn't done consistently outside of that Georgia game. And if you say to yourself, well, look, maybe that was – we saw a little bit of that with, with Justin Herbert at Oregon where the coaches just didn't let him run the football at Oregon. That's like they told him, you're not, you're not running the ball. Between game one and the Pacto championship game, he didn't run the ball. That was not allowed. He wasn't allowed to run the ball. So, you know, it hampers your offense, you know, when, when you can't run the ball. Um, so maybe that's what Stroud, hey, man, you're not running the ball. And then against Georgia, you need to do more. We'll let you do more. So those are two guys I would feel really good about. I think Will Levis and Anthony Richardson are just project guys. I'm not sure the Colts are in a position where they can really afford to take project guys. Um, and I can make the case 
that I don't think they're looking ahead to next season, but those guys next year are really good. And you can make a case if you are the Colts that, you know what, if Ursay can buy it, hey, man, let's just get the best player at four, and that might be a pass rusher, that might be a cornerback, that might be an offensive lineman, probably not in this draft, and we'll just stink one more year and get Caleb Williams or Drake May. I mean, that's not a – it's a hard sell for one more bad season for your fan base. But those quarterbacks next year are really good. Jeff, Dane Fife here. Uh, I want to switch gears momentarily. I have to, have to, have to get your opinion. As a Pac-12 guy, I have to get your opinion on UCLA and USC moving over to America's conference, the Big Ten. They're going to Pac-12 again. They're going back to Pac-12. Um uh, look, okay, so it depends how you view the sport, right? If you view college sports as national, not bad, right? You, you, USC, Ohio State every year, USC, Michigan, UCLA, Michigan, UCLA, Michigan State, Wisconsin, USC, right? Like all these these matchups in football and basketball. And even if you want to you know, go to Olympic sports, you know, UCLA has been in those sports for, for so many years, and USC is getting better in, in all those sports as well. Um, so you know, nationally, I don't think you, you can complain about having better football games. Let's stick with football. But regionally, it stinks. It's yeah. terrible, right? Yeah. Like, I, I grew up in Los Angeles. My parents are UCLA alums. Mm. Um, I went to every game as a kid. I'd probably been, a, I don't know, I calculated out in my head one year, of, you know, 30, 40, 50 UCLA football games. You know, go six games a year for you know, over 10 years, roughly six, right? So I've been at 50 games. Let's do 50, right? 50 brood games. I went to Oregon. I'm on Pac-12 radio every day, Monday through Friday. Um, and they ruined the conference. Like, it's done. Like, yeah. It, I mean, yeah, it might stick together for four to seven more years, but the second the Big Ten calls Oregon or Washington, I mean, their bags are packed. Like, yeah. their, their bags are at the door. They're ready to go as soon as the new commissioner – says, hey, come come to come to Big Ten country. They're, they're leaving, and the Pac-12 conference is done. So it depends how you do the sport. Nationally, hard to, come, hard to say it's bad. Regionally, it's the death of a conference. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's, it stinks. Like, I, I don't like it. I hate talking about this every single day on the radio because I have to do it because, it, you know, every day it feels like there's more talk, and Pac-12 is in a bad spot. And what's funny, what's so ironic about this, too, is that in 2010 – Larry Scott, the, the Pac-12 commissioner, yeah. got ahead of this. Like he tried. He, he mm-hmm. we were close at the conference to getting Texas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, Texas A&M, even I believe. And the Longhorn Network, there was a holdup with either right. ESPN came in and, and gave the Longhorn Network, and Larry Scott didn't want to do that, whatever. But like they were at like the two yard line, right? They were mm-hmm. right there going into the end zone, and he was ahead of all of this. Imagine the Pac-12 had Texas, Oklahoma, right now, right? No Oklahoma doubt, State and mm-hmm. A&M. And just didn't happen, and now the conference is looking at extinction in the next six to ten, seven years. How much would what's the going rate for a top shelf offensive guard in college for for with NIL? I don't know. I think the numbers are really inflated. Um, you know, I think it's one of the, the average. If you talk to experts, you know, the average will tell you like you know kids are getting is like two thousand dollars right a month. Uh-huh. You know, like it's just not it's not a lot. Um, you know, we've heard those numbers for quarterbacks, but you know, even you know, Jaden Rashada was thirteen million dollars from Florida, and supposedly he's getting zero from Arizona State. So, like, ended up being zero dollars for, for a quarterback that was <laughs> thirteen million. 
from Florida. So, like, I don't know. I mean, I would imagine if you're a a five-star offensive guard and you're going to, you know, a, a team in the top ten of, of 24-7's recruiting rankings or on three, whatever you want to use, you know, you're probably getting a, a maybe a six-figure, you know, NIL deal. Um you know, somewhere around there, 100,000, 150, 200. That's probably, you know, tackle maybe a little bit more. But, you know, I keep coming back to, to this idea that, like, you know, at first there was going to be a big rush at the beginning of, of, of NIL because mm-hmm. there was no regulation. There's still not much regulation. But, like, at some point the boosters who have all this money, they're, they're, they're great businessmen, right, or businesswomen, they they're in the they're in the business of making money, right? And and they're not in the business of throwing away money. And for them to just throw money at these high school athletes, and then to not have the wins on the back end, to me, right. it's not a business that they want to be in. And so I think we're going to see the market decline a little bit from the booster side. Now, the the, the, the original intent of name image likeness will still be strong, right? Like the Cavender twins and Livy Dunn, like all like like big, strong social media presence. Yeah, they're still going to get all the big deals as they should, right? Yep. Like they're going to get the big deals. Like you have a strong social, like all that stuff, right? Yeah, you know. But like the actual like pay for play part of this, I think, is not going to go exponentially up as people thought it was. I have I've always said this. I think it's going to go actually down. Yeah, when boosters realize like we're paying all this money. To finish third in our conference. We'll yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, at Oregon, for example, if you're not winning a national championship in football, I mean, well, how do you? What do you put a number on? I mean, how many wins? That's exactly but, but, right. But, but I, but I don't, but I don't think they're, but, but I don't, but I think Oregon, like I know, I obviously I went to Oregon, like I know people, they're not paying as much as they as you think, like right. They're they're just not like they've lost recruits, like they're just not paying what people think they are because again, like it's not they, they have again the NIL program there. It's run by business people who make a lot of money. Like, they're not going to just throw money at kids and say, like, they, they want to return on investment. So right. I think that it's not as much as people think it is. It, it's good. I mean, glad players are getting what they're, what they're worth, but it's just not as much money as people think. He's Jeff Schwartz, Fox Sports Radio, Pac-12 Radio on Sirius. Also follow him at Jeff Schwartz. Tremendous follow on Twitter. I want to get to your combine experience, Jeff. What was it like, man? You touched on it a little bit with all the measuring. Was there anything random that happened? Any weird questions? What was your personal experience like at the combine? Well, I wasn't good enough to have a lot of those interview questions thrown my direction. Um, those are in, in special means. You get, you get 15, you get up to 15, I believe, um, 15 um, minute interviews with teams like individually in, in hotel rooms with any number of personnel and staff members, head coaches, general managers, scouts, front office personnel. So you get, you get a, up to 15 of those for 15 minutes long. Um, I got one. I got one. My brother <laughs> who was second round pick got, got 12. So I, oh. I, I was like, well, like you, I didn't, but I didn't know at the time that one was bad. I, I, mean, I, know, I mean, not bad, but like, you not know, as so, good as your brothers, <laughs> uh, not as good as my brother. So, um, and I think those, and I think those questions, like you know, the famous Des Bryant one, right? Like, is your mom a crack addict? I think mean, that was a question, something like that, or a prostitute. Which, like, that's a, that that to me is not what the spirit of that is supposed right. to be. Even though the point, and I think those questions are not being asked anymore. Even though the point of some of those those sessions is to try to get, it's to stress the athlete, right, and see their reaction. Because obviously on Sundays you're going to be stressed mentally 
how do you react? And so the goal of those questions is not what people think it's a probe about their mom. I think it's just to see their reaction about like, if I ask you this question, how do you react in real time? And how does that translate to feel? But now we're seeing, you know, teams hire these, you know, you know, former military members who, you know, who are kind of doing mental evaluations and like they really do a good job of, of kind of, I think, doing, you know, using these, your time more wisely than asking questions that just purposely stress players out for no apparent reason, right? So I think they're better at that. But I think the thing about the combine is just long, man. Like you're there, you know, and they added half a day this year uh, as well. But, you're, you know, you're just, you're up early in the morning, you're drug testing. You're, you're just, you're doing your medicals, you're doing your interviews, you're doing, it's just a long, long, or three or four long days, and they really want to kind of just stress you a little bit to see how you perform eventually when you have the opportunity, but just one long, you know, one long job interview, but I just, I just, you know, end with this, like, hey, people look at the combine, you know, it's on TV, and we're going to see, you know, all these guys run, just remember, guys, if there's like 100 data points to draft a player, like 75 of those are the film, right? The combine's mm-hmm. like two of them. And <laughs> the combine is just box checking, right? right. Like yep. Jeff Schwartz looks slow on film. He ran slow. Check the box. Like that's mm-hmm. what I expected. Um, you know, I heard from Jeff, you know, that, that Jeff Schwartz is, is smart from his coaches. He's smart in all the interviews. Check that box, right? Like that's all it is. And if you don't check the box, then the coaches have to figure out why that is. And so it's a long process for that purpose, essentially. And the medicals, of course, which is the most important part of it. But again, that's box checking, right? Like, oh, he's healthy. Check the box. Oh, his, his knee injury? Okay, let's look more into that. So it, that's, you know, in the end, it's, it, that's kind of the purpose of, of the combine. And so it's a lot of fun to watch your favorite guys run and, and kind of see where guys end up going and, and whatnot. And I know Bryce Young's not throwing, but we're going to see Anthony Richardson throw. He's got a cannon, Will Levis. And so there'll be a lot to talk about after the combine. By the way, Dane Fife was doing some research before this interview on you, Jeff. And one of the things he brought up, he was like, it says here that he threw an upper 80s fastball. And I'm like, what? Is that true? You were like a pitcher back in the day? Yeah, I threw like 88 to 90, yeah. Jeez. At 6'6"? Did you have some movement? Some movement on it? Yeah, the problem was I didn't throw hard enough. I should have thrown like 98. But... um, (laughs) Yeah, so I threw I threw a, a so like if I'm facing a right-handed, I threw a, a four seam away and a two seam in. The two seam ran a little bit, so you know I would try to get I would try to jam guys you know with with my two seam. So um, I grew up playing baseball. I always thought I'd play baseball, and then wow. I just happened to be too big and <laughs> ended up playing football. So um, can you imagine? Yeah, I uh, on the I mound. What what yeah. at, like how big were you at the peak of your baseball prowess? Are we talking six six over three hundred pounds at that time? Yeah, I pitched. I pitched my senior year in high school. Wow, yeah. that is a presence. I think about Randy Johnson on the mound, just looking like he's nine feet tall on that thing. Yeah. Imagine yeah. Schwartz on a mound at that size. Good you, lord! You got a nickname? My, Did they have a nickname for you? So I'm thinking no, my, of the big unit. No, my, my, no, my, my junior, like my junior senior year, like my ERA. Combine, I don't know, one five ish, something like that. Like I was pretty good. Oh. I mean, LA City baseball. I don't know how great it was, but um, I was pretty good pitcher. Yeah, I could hit like I could throw like a three zero curveball for a strike. Like I was, I was, I was good enough for that. Like I was pretty accurate with my pitches. Um, but I just didn't go hard enough, so I never really got consideration for much more than like. What's your What's your major league team? Who's your team? 
I am a Giants fan. Giants. Giants. Yeah. Yeah. Is baseball your first love? Yes. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of looking forward to this pitch clock thing. It won't, <laughs> obviously won't be this strict during the season, but like, it'd be nice to like have games not last three and a half hours. I'm I with agree. you. Man. I'm with you. I think it's good. By the way, Jeff. I saw something. I thought of you. So Netflix, you might already know about this. Netflix, they're going to do a QB documentary. They're big on these documentaries. So they're following three quarterbacks through the 2022 season. So one is Patrick Mahomes. Of course, he played for the Chiefs. Brother played for the Chiefs. You love that. Uh, Kirk Cousins. And then how about this third guy? Marcus Mariota. Huh? Shout out to the Ducks. I think you're going to be all over this, Doc. Yeah, I, I... Cousins and Mariota just aren't like big personality guys. Yeah, no, I'm just kind of curious, like how that. Like, but it, they chose like three quarterbacks in different stages, right? Like, obviously, Super Bowl champion Cousins, you know, kind of been, you know, solid quarterback, had a good season. Um, actually, his team had a good season. He kind of didn't. He was okay. And then Mariota, obviously, kind of fighting through, you know, kind of the end of probably the end of tapering of his career. I think he got released today by the Falcons. So I'm kind of curious to see that. Look. I'm watching Full Swing right now on Netflix. The Golf Doc, it's awesome. I, dude, I, can, I watch all these things. I watch Last Chance You. I watch All or Nothing. I watch Hard Knocks. Like, give give me this. I'll, especially in, like, August when it's coming out. Like, I will watch every episode of this right away. I cannot wait. That's awesome, man. Well, hey, Jeff, appreciate the time today, bud. You crush it as always. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, catch up with you soon, man. Thank you, guys. Take care. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you. There he is, Jeff Schwartz, Fox Sports Radio, Pac-12 Radio on Sirius. At Jeff Schwartz. Thank you for looking that up. I had no idea he was throwing, you know, like near 90s fastballs. He's a fascinating dude. Just listening to him. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. We we got to have him on again. We got to make sure that happens there, Dane. Got to have that. We need to have people. What we need to do, we need to find that top 10 of athletes going back to your biting days. Yep. You know, you bit a, an Iowa player. Yep. Uh, we got to find that top 10 of the other famous biters. We might not be able to get Tyson on the show, but we might be able to get a uh, Jimmy's good got six of the other eight, you know? J- J- I bet Jimmy. Jimmy, you'd be shocked at who Jimmy knows. Me, me and Iron Mike go way back. Yeah, See? Let me tell you. <laughs> we could have Bite Day, Fangs Day. Yeah. I don't know. You know? Take. We could do our, our uh, show from the zoo. Yeah. Maybe in the lion, like next to the lion's den. Have a whole vampire theme to it, you know? Maybe bump back music that doesn't suck, Jimmy. Uh, You know? (laughs) No in excess. (laughs) 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 He's serious. Like, Jimmy, Jimmy takes his his work. You you see that? Yeah. That's fair. He's a grinder. I, I noticed this about Jimmy. You know, there's a line here. No, he 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 comes to work. He comes to work, it's, man. He puts his hard hat every on. Every day is game day for this That's right. man. Right. Game face, baby. I respect that, but you're still going to make you're going to miss a free throw, Jimmy. You're going to throw an incomplete <laughs> it pass. It happens. You're going to drop a ball. You're going to miss a block. You screwed the pooch with that NXS song. The song from FIFA. Are you happy? You happy now? <laughs> even worse. Happy? Even EA Sports, worse. Shout out. E- even. A mixed bag of songs on this playlist. Some come from all different avenues. That would happen to be from the world of professional soccer. Well, I didn't like now? it. Uh, no, I, I, it's made it worse. It has made it worse. So like, like, I, just, feel, I feel like we all, we all got a little... 
close you went on ra- you went random shuffle on us. Well, You're like, I mean, let's I, just I hit this and it. see I, what so happens. So much for being an all inclusive show. I, 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 I press play there. <laughs> Sheesh. By the way, how about this? I feel excluded. Go ahead. Matt Eberflus joining us next. Bears head coach. Dane Fife, you are working your magic over That's here. That's my guy. Yes. Coach Ebes. Former assistant of the Colts. Absolutely. D coordinator, defensive guy. Walk on at the University of Toledo. Linebacker. He's a linebacker. Nothing I love. I was a linebacker in Little League. Had 26 tackles in a losing shot at the Super Bowl. Clarkston Chiefs versus the Rochester Redskins. Got beat. Linebacker quarterback. You I were can't a, wait to tell him. You were an LB slash QB. Yes, sir. And I played some wideout. Slot? Well, I'm not sure. I think sp- split and something. <laughs> I'm not sure what it's been I was. a minute. It's been a minute. I'm not sure. I was out there. I they could have thrown film. it to me. I was eligible. I got it on film. <laughs> we'll, have Jimmy, we'll have Jimmy upload it, play it on the website. You know what I want to know from Coach Eberflus? He's been he's getting bombarded like, what are you doing with the number one overall pick? Are you, you are not allowed to ask that. I want to know the question he wants to be asked. Ah. You know? Which is, how's your I don't day? know. I don't know, because he's being asked about the QB, number one pick. Yada. He gets that all day, every day. Ask him if he's happy to be back in Indy. Sure. You can do that. Happy to be home? Yeah. He's an Ohio guy. Midwest, shout out. Yep. Like it. Toughness. That Ohio, Ohio, just football state. Football state. Does he like the river walk? You know, we'll find out. That is a big question. Yeah, it is a big question. Just to get the grumbling out of the way, he's getting Sinatra on the way in. So just, you know, whether you like that or not, you can just... Does he like now. Sinatra? I, I don't know, but you'll understand why, what song we're playing when I we like get back. I like that. He's like, if you like it or not, I don't really care. You can shove off. Oh, like, okay. he, yeah, he said it with it. A- <laughs> All right, we got Matt Eberflus coming up next. I'm Brian No, He's Dane Fife. It's 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. I'm Brian No, He's Dane Fife here on The Fan. Very pleased to welcome in our next guest, Matt Eberflus, Bears head coach, former defensive coordinator with the Colts. You know, Jimmy, who's playing the music here today and doing many other things, Coach, he said, we're playing Sinatra coming back, whether you like it or not. Are you a Sinatra guy? What is your wheelhouse musically? Well, uh, I would say that I do like Sinatra for sure. I mean, he's uh, obviously iconic, um, but I'm more of a country guy. Data baby! Who's your guy, Dane? Eric Church is my guy, Coach. You like Eric Church, Coach? Yeah. That's a good one for sure, Eric. Hey, I got, I got one for you, Clayton Anderson. He's a he's a Bedford, Indiana guy. He's he's about to go big. Don't forget that name. I'll remind I'll remind Mister Faber about Clayton Anderson. <laughs> okay, but, sounds good. So, so if we go Eric, if we don't go Eric Church, who do we go with? Are we going old school? Uh, well, yeah, I would say that I want to say Kenny Chesney's one of my favorites. Okay, so, yeah, kind of old school. You're a line you linebacker in college. A country fan, country mute. You have my heart. You sound like yeah. you're doing the uh, combine evaluation of Clayton Anderson. There, you know, that's what you sound like. <laughs> He's six four. Yeah. mullet. Right. Uh, great twang. Great. Good forty great time. Voice. Yep. Yeah, you got that in there. Big drinker. Yeah, coach. How's it feel to be back in uh, Indianapolis for this go around of the combine? 
No, it's good. I mean, you know, one year later, you know, so we have a really good uh, understanding of where our roster is and what we're going to do. And we've got a great opportunity ahead of us. You know, we got a lot of, a lot of cap space and we got all these draft picks. And with mm-hmm. the first round pick, we got opportunity and flexibility really to uh, add to our football team. Coach, when you do these radio interviews, I, I, honestly, I'm not going to ask you about it, but you know most of these interviews are like, you're at number one overall. You go in quarterback, you're sticking with Justin Fields. Like, Do you ever just kind of roll your eyes going into the interview like, oh, gosh, this again? Well, you know, we know the questions uh, before they're asked for sure. You know, we just want to make sure that we look at everything. You know, we have the mm-hmm. opportunity to, uh, to really keep our open mind and make sure we can make good decisions with knowing all the information that we have ahead of us. When you are bombarded with those type of questions, it, it makes me wonder, what's the question that you would want to answer that you aren't being asked when there's so much focus on the number one overall pick? Yeah, that's a good question. I would just say that the culture of our team, you know, how good it was last year, you know, obviously going through adversity, we were close in a lot of games, but our guys, and a credit to our, our players, a credit to our coaches, a credit to the staff, the support staff that really just did a great job of having a really a mindset of, of a great attitude every single week and, and, and working together to build that culture. Coach Dane Fife here. You played in college, you coached in college, and now you're a head coach. You're an assistant in the NFL. Now you're a head coach. Could you? What is the biggest difference in college in terms of coaching than it is the yeah, NFL? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, it's really not that much difference. You're, you have to really adapt and adjust a little bit to the age of the player because your, your range of players a lot wider. So, you know, in college, you're what, you know, 18, 19, yep. 21, 22, somewhere in there. Now you're 22 to 32, 22 to 38, you know. So there's a, a wide range. Guys that have families, guys that have houses, they got, they're, you know, in the middle of their life and, uh, you know, in their career. So you have to adjust your style a little bit. You know, it's really more of a partnership when you're in the NFL working with the players and you're still of service to the player like you are in college, but I would say that's the biggest thing. How much is a player's personality or a player's uh, – how they how they are in an interview? How, how big of a role – if he's got numbers, if, if the numbers add up, if he's got the size or, or got the talent – is it is it feasible to think that you might not take a player based on personality or his in, or his in, or his interview? Yeah, I would say uh, you know really the most important thing is the tape. You know, so his number evaluate the number first, mm-hmm. and does he have passion? Does he have love for the game of football? And does he show that on the game tape? That's number one. Does then secondly does he show it in practice? Because guys that love football, they love it in practice as well as they love it in the games, and that shows because you can't cheat the game. How you mm-hmm. practice is how you play, and then you move from there and you say, okay, hey, you know, is he a teammate that we can work with him? He can be working well with others. You know, his team ability is a, is good, and then from there you, you make your choice. You know, but he has to first and foremost love the game and have passion and show that on the game tape. Can you tell when a player doesn't love the game, coach? Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. easy to see. Gosh, it's easy even to see at the that other level. Side too. It's easy to see the love too. You know, you can see it. It just jumps off the tape. Yeah. What do you love most about the combine here, the, the week that is? Yeah, I just think it's really a chance for us to get to know the players better. And again, mm-hmm. this is just one small part of it. You know, obviously the medical here is the most important thing, but, um, you know, get a chance to spend 20 minutes, you know, 30 minutes with the guys and get a chance to know them a little bit better. Then 
we're going to take our off-site visits to the pro days and get a chance to maybe go eat dinner with some of these guys and spend some more time. And this is just one piece of the puzzle. He's Matt Eberflus, Bears head coach, joining us here on The Fan. You know, Coach, I think about the team that had the number one overall pick last season, the Jags, and they went from 3-14, and 14, and they were a playoff team this past season, yeah. had a, a plus 500 record. Do you see that possibly happening with the Bears? Same record, 3-14, and 14, but maybe making a jump and winning as many as six more games, maybe more in 2023. Yeah, I mean, you know, this year we were super close in a lot of games. You yeah. know, we were 1-7 in yeah. one-score games, and we were mm. very competitive against a bunch of good football teams and keep adding talent and, you know, one more year in the system to develop these young guys that we have, you know, and then just keep moving forward. And we're excited about onboarding this, this whole group of guys that we got coming in for agency in the draft. So it's going to be a big process for us. We got a lot of work ahead of us in these 58 days before the draft. So um, a lot of work. So we're excited about that. I promise you this isn't a loaded question, but gosh, it sounds like it. This is not me trying to figure out what you're doing at the quarterback position. I, I promise you, Coach. Just when you look at the roster as it is right now, who are some of the players that you're most excited about being back with the Bears in 2023 and seeing what they can do? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not going to give names right now because, you know, that's a competitive advantage for others. But uh, I'm just going to really just say that, you know, we are excited about a lot of young pieces. You know, the guys that we draft, the draft class that we had last year, Mm -hmm. you know, Braxton and Gordon and Brisker, you know, Sanborn, all those guys have really put their, you know, really, uh, you know, first step was really good uh, for those guys. And again, they have to continue to develop. You know, I'm just thinking, Coach, where – I'm thinking about the rookies that you had last season, and then I'm also thinking about a guy that you brought in during the season, which is Chase Claypool, who was the wide receiver with the Steelers. I know he's a vet, and I don't know the perfect way to ask it, but which is more difficult? Is it to get a rookie and to get him up to snuff with what you do with your team specifically, or is it a guy who comes in mid-season and you're trying to make that happen? Yeah, I think it's probably harder midseason because, mm-hmm. you know, when a rookie comes in, he comes in for rookie mini camp. He's got the whole summer. He can study the playbook. He understands, you know, the, the motions, the shifts, and the formations and all the things that it takes, you know, to run the routes correctly. And I think that when you come in mid midseason like that, I think it's very difficult, you know, uh, to be able to implant, you know, implant yourself into an offense and learn it on the fly. And I think that takes time, you know, and that takes time. That's really a credit to Clay. You know, he's, he's really working hard to get that done. And uh, now he has more time to be able to learn the offense going into this offseason. A lot of conversation about food always at the Combine, Coach. <laughs> like, uh, what's your go-to? You a steak guy, chicken guy? How do you get down? I am not – I'm more of a seafood guy. Okay. I'm more of a seafood guy, and I, I really don't – I stay away from the red meat most of the time. Not bad. So fish, scampi, what do you do? Yeah, I like fish. Of course, I like, you know, the you know, white fish, you know, different various types of white fish, sea bass, all that. So I'm, I like that. Very nice. Well, Coach, thanks for taking some time today. We really enjoyed it. Enjoy the Combine Week and hope you get a lot of good work done. Thank you, Coach. All right, fellas. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you. There he is, Matt Eberflus, Bears head coach, former Colts defensive coordinator. Very nice. And boss of my former college roommate, and current Chicago Bears Sports Information Director, Mr. Brandon Faber. Very nice. Did you tell him you'd give him a shout-out? I did. (laughs) Thank you, Brandon. Brandon, I will shout you out. Just make it happen, buddy. Very nice. He's a big Buckeye fan. He's a Hoosier. He graduated from Indiana in 
nine years, but he's a big Buckeye fan. He, yeah. he likes to do the OH. Man, speaking of OH, Justin Fields, their coach, their quarterback, you know, I, I would expect, I would be floored. I really would, Dane, if Justin Fields is not their quarterback this next season. I just don't see that happening. There's a lot of speculation. They're going to trade him, go with the rookie. I, I just don't see that happening. The other thing, and I keep harping on this, is you know Justin Fields can take a beating yeah, and still be there for the next game for the most part. Uh, I know he missed a little bit of time with the shoulder injury, but that was toward the end of the season and all that type of stuff. But he has taken a beating, and right. he's been coming back. And uh, I hope that Bryce Young can do the same thing. But you have got to keep that in mind when you're evaluating which quarterback you're thinking about going with for the future. Like, can you see Bryce Young taking the same beating that Justin Fields has taken? No, and I can't see the Chicago Bears. Once again, I don't even think they're going to take a quarterback in the, no matter where they trade. And the reason is, is because like Coach Everflew said, they're not far off. They had how many? Seven one-possession games, I think is the way they put it. Mm-hmm. And I felt the same way watching the Bears. They they are not far off, and I – and. Justin Fields, to me, isn't their problem. I think Justin Fields is part of the solution. And I think when you if you bring in another quarterback, first of all, if you bring in a rookie quarterback, it's going to create a controversy. Do you really want that controversy? It may work out, but do you really want that controversy when you've got a guy that isn't that that is more of the solution than the problem in Justin Fields? I think two things. I'm going to slightly disagree with you. Bring it. Let's that, go. How about, how about wholeheartedly disagree? I, I'm going to slightly disagree with you. I'm going to wholeheartedly disagree with you, but then I'm going to offer an olive branch. Okay. And we're going to mend fences here. Okay. I read a lot of stuff about, you know, it, it wasn't that bad for the Bears this past season. No, it was. They're freaking terrible. They're the number one overall pick for a reason. Yeah. They were the worst team in the NFL. Yeah. But what's interesting is. So you think they are far off? No, I don't. Okay. But that's where I'm going to mend fences and offer I'm an sorry. Olive I'll let you talk. Yeah. If you look at Justin Fields, he's such a highlight reel. The Bears made you say, whoa. Justin Fields made you say, whoa. It's almost like the 4th of July watching some beautiful fireworks. Like, oh, ah, ooh, right? Jimmy Jimmy ballroom dance. Sure, if you like. Yep. And I think because they produce those highlights, it sort of seduces you into thinking they're not that far off. But I think although they are – Quick turnarounds happen all the time in the NFL. Mm -hmm. I would just kind of phrase it a little bit differently personally. I think 2022, they were collectively bad. Well, (laughs) And their record shows it. Yeah, they're bad. But quick turnarounds happen all the time. Jacksonville went from 3-14 to a 9-8 team that won their division. Look at the Bengals. The Bengals, three seasons ago, they're 4-11-1. And then the next year, they almost win the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? So quick turnarounds. The Bears have been, you know, one of the worst. But so you're all where? Where is your disagreement that the Bears stunk or the Bears? I think they were worse in 2022 than some people put it. Yeah, but I think although they were bad in 2022, your olive branch is they have a chance. Yeah, things can turn around quickly. You see this life yes. in the NFL. I, I did not feel like that was an olive branch. I still feel like I'm. I still feel like I'm on the defensive. Um, my blood pressure feels like it's up. My nose is getting hot. The heart is racing. You can yeah. feel it. I feel like I want to take this orange football 
and bounce it off maybe, I don't know, start with your shoulder as a <laughs> shot across the bow to That's say don't a, do that crap again. Shot, don't. Next one's coming for your nose. Don't you disagree with me like that again? <laughs> huh? Well, it's just the olive branch. I don't feel it. <laughs> you feel the disagreement more than the love. I could use some some Jimmy interjection here because I'm hurting. Yeah. I'm angry. Now, Jimmy, I, I'm making Jimmy mad too with, uh, you know. It was an about- olive branch, but it had thorns on it. That's what's problem. <laughs> so. Jimmy's just excited because he, we had some space to fill with Coach Everflus rather than listen to us That's go back and forth. Jimmy was like, so he's on my side. Guest? Nice. Yep. Fan of that. Love it. Jimmy. All right, coming up next, will it be Uncle Mo or Let Down City? We'll investigate. I'm Brian No. He's Dane Fife. It's 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Yeah, I was just... Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Telling Dane, I've been to a couple of country shows. Not a ton. Not a ton. You're a country guy. I've seen Brad Paisley. By the way, Brian Noe and Dane Fife here with you on the fan. I've seen Brad Paisley. He was a shredder, man. I was telling you, you could be a metal guy. BP. Like, watching him in concert and he's going for it man I, I like the fact that coach Eberflus was very open with his music preferences <laughs> Kenny Chesney I'm, I'm a Sinatra guy is what he told us yeah I, I think you coaxed him into that he was just open I, I he think was open he before felt, we started asking him draft like questions he, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly he felt like he needed to answer right because he knew that Jimmy was listening maybe like, that's the in case. this city you don't mess with that man that sits across from us. No. I mean, also in his defense, there's two iconic songs about the city that he lives in right now lives by that artist. So it's hard to, you know, my kind of town in Chicago, it's it's tough to go G- against old blue eyes there. Jimmy kind of has that old school middle linebacker look of Does. like. He could be single Terry. Uh, single, easily single Terry. Yeah. I was thinking more Dick Butkus. Mm. Um, lacquer. Well, yeah, I think Erlacher. Maybe yeah. a Hunter Hillenmeyer. Remember him from Vanderbilt? I do. I do. Yeah. I'm thinking some of the all-time greats. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's got the speed on the end of maybe an LT, Lawrence Taylor. Uh, no, or yeah. a Derek Thomas, one of his heroes. Yeah, Indeed. That's true. Love um, DT. But, but uh, God, he's got Relentless. That look. Relentless. I would say that. And the crew cut. And fear- Yeah, that's the yeah. whole thing. And yeah, fearless. Yeah. Fearless. He's fearless. He'll out-push up you. Probably, yeah. I, I, I don't. I doubt that. <laughs> I saw Blake Shelton in concert. Not bad. He's not, not a huge Blake Shelton fan. I almost got thrown in jail for doing something semi illegal here in Indianapolis to see Zach Brown band. Would you like to hear this story real fast? Extremely fast. Do tell. <laughs> Do tell. It's a great one. So this was during the Final Four. I'd have to go back and look at the year. Duke won the national championship. It was the year Wisconsin beat an undefeated Kentucky in the final four. And, and who was the fourth team? Uh, Your Michigan State Spartans. Were they? Got blown out by Duke. That's right. They did. You know what's funny? It's 2015. I was doing a show. I was doing a radio show that night in Indy. And when the show was done, I hightailed it over to the arena to catch the second half 
of Kentucky and Wisconsin. So okay. I didn't see the first no, game. You That's didn't want to see the, You did not want to see yeah. that. We got shellacked. So after the Final Four, those two games, uh, Zach Brown was playing a free concert. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, I'd, I'd like to see the free concert, you yeah. know. It's free. It's See me. if he can bang. Yeah. Rock out. Right? And so I, I go there, and they're like, park's closed. We're not letting anybody else in. Wow. I'm like, what? I had in my mind, it's a free show. I just yeah. want to catch a couple of songs, and I'm good. Yeah. They're like, no, park's closed. Can't go in there. So wow. it was my mission in life, Dane. To get, to get into are you, this are show. Are you by yourself? Yeah, just by, I actually met up. I can't remember if this is the night of the games. Might have been a different night. Yeah. I met up with some friends to grab dinner. Okay. And we all went our separate ways. Yeah. And so I'm like, what's going on here in the park? It's free concert? Cool. They're like, nope, park's closed. Can't go in there. So I'm like, Jeez. I got to find it's a like way Wally in. like Wally World. Got to find a way in, Dane. So I go to the opposite side. Maybe the guy on the other side is cooler. Right. I don't know. Just a nicer fellow. Yeah, so I go there. Same thing. Park's closed. Jeez, Nobody else stuck can come to in. their guns. It's good communication. Sticking to their guns, you know? High security over here. So I said, uh, well, what would happen if you, like, broke in and were busted? And he's like, ah, I'd probably throw you in jail. <laughs> like, uh, Man. Maybe for the night or something. So I'm like, okay, stakes are raised, but let's do this. So I go around the perimeter. I'm scoping it out. Yeah, you're casing the joint. Tarps all around it, all around the perimeter. Just when I'm looking for the perfect area, there are people everywhere where no one is around. I'm about to hop this fence, and I don't know what happened. The lights kind of shift, and I'm dead serious. I see this guy on the other side of the fence sitting like on a lawn chair. Just looking at the fence, just in case some nimrod like me hops the fence to see the free show. I would have been busted immediately. I was like, it's time to abort this mission. You, you, you didn't even try. You gutless, <laughs> low life. Are you kidding me? Do you speed when the cops are around? Unfortunately, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy knows this. Co- coach does. I pass yeah. Yeah. cops yeah. speeding. I did that one time and got pulled over immediately. I don't know why. Same here. I I think I passed the slow drive. It was slow guy left lane. I I, passed the cop going in the right lane like maybe it'll be okay. It wasn't. I did the same thing. The guy (laughs) is a a pickup cop. He's driving a pickup. A white pickup. (laughs) Gosh. Thank God he let me off because I (laughs) Come on, oh, cops. Man. Are we driving pickups now? Is that where we've come? That's great. We don't even have all-wheel drive. All right, we'll get to the Hoosiers momentarily. Riding Uncle Mo. Are we seeing maybe a letdown tonight against the Hawkeyes? We'll get to Mike Chapel coming up next. Our weekly visit, Fox 59, CBS 4. Very much looking forward to that. Keep it locked right here. You've got Brian No and Dane Fife on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your Tuesday afternoon. Brian No and Dane Fife with you here on the fan. Man, I see you're working through that Apple real fast with those fangs, you know, you used on the Iowa player. Apple number two. Yeah. You're, you're powering through Honey Apple. Honey, Chris, first one tastes like WD-40. It was... I go gala myself. Too ga- Makes you too gassy. <laughs> Unless you like that kind of thing. You like... <laughs> Like flatulence, go gala. Michigan, you go Michigan apples. If I can, no question. Yeah, if I can, no what's, question. What's, what's at the top of the apple chain? Michigan or something else? Uh, Honeycrisp, Michigan. Okay, it's an easy one. 
Hey, let's uh, welcome in Mike Chappell, Fox 59, CBS 4, to the conversation. You know, Mike, before we get to the combine, the Colts, all that good stuff, ball, apples. Are you an apple guy? Do you have a brand, a certain kind that's at the top of your apple food chart? You mean my, my, my laptop? Oh, boy. <laughs> see, well, see, you're, ta- you're talking to somebody who's, who's got a very small window of knowledge of things, and I'm in my own world. <laughs> Fruit, Mike. Yep. Yeah, fruit. No, uh, I'll stick with my my Apple MacBook Air and let you guys worry about the the fruits. I'm I'm not a, I'm not an Apple guy. So I, I'm an Apple guy because I'm sitting here typing, but I'm not, I'm not not an Apple guy nutrition wise. Hey, fair enough. No See? problem with that. <laughs> I, oh, Mike. Nothing wrong with that at all. I, I, der- I derailed your train of thought. You didn't didn't derail anything. You know, I was thinking about a fruit follow-up, but I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to send them over the kinda, edge. I'm kinda. curious. Is it oranges? You know, it, Is it, it bananas? It, 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 it's funny. When I when I interviewed, I, I was a sports editor at Anderson for a long time, and then I interviewed at the Star to be a sports writer back in 84. And one of the questions was, uh, you know, what does SEC mean? Uh-huh. And I put Southeastern Conference. <laughs> well, what they wanted was the Securities and Exchange Commission. Uh, so it just, well, it just tells you where, how my, my brain's wired. I would agree with that. I think you got hired on the spot. They give you the there job you right there. Yeah. All you did was you just screwed up Brian's icebreaker. That's what's really, what you really did. <laughs> no, it's all so good, much for man. the icebreaker. Hey, Mike, so Combine Week, baby. What do you have your eye on the most? What are you most interested in regarding the Combine? Quarterback. And quarterback, and quarterback, nothing else matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I when I was young and dumb, which hasn't been all that long ago, I would be down there five or six days a week from ten in the morning until six at night, and bouncing from quarterbacks to running backs to t- tight ends and offensive linemen and all that. And and now it, it's all about what they're doing with a top four pick, and will it be Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or Levis or whatever, and you know, to, for, to to spend time in there wondering, well, with a third round pick, are they going to get an offensive tackle or a receiver? It just doesn't matter. Well, it, it matters, but but only after you get your quarterbacks on. We get uh, uh, tomorrow. We've got Shane Steichen and Chris Ballard, and then Friday the quarterbacks talk, and that's that's where everything is. Uh, this is back like in 2012 and, and 98 with Manning and, and Andrew Luck and. You know, was it Manning and, and Leaf, or was it going to be, you know, Luck and RG three? That's that's where it is. And if you're energetic enough to to talk about tackles and running backs and tight ends, you know, God love you. I'm not. It's all about quarterbacks. If you had to guess today, Mike, which team do you think ultimately ends up with that number one overall pick? You know, I keep thinking Houston. I, I, I they they they're too. I mean, obviously. They need a quarterback as bad as the Colts do. They have more draft capital to make a trade. And and now the only thing that would be different is if, let's say, and it kind of came up today when the Chicago guys were talking to the GM polls, and he mentioned something now. You know, if, that, if the package includes players, you want this thing done by the start of free agency. Now, if that's the case, and let's say the Colts are willing to part with the Forrest Buckner, just throw a name out there. You're probably one of their top three players, the Colts. But if you can do that 
And if I'm Chicago, I would rather have a DeForest Buckner than a future, even a future number one. I, I would argue that. So maybe the Colts would have more more clout if they include a player, Kenny Moore. You know, both Flus loves both those guys, and both were perfect in in his defense. Uh, I, I kind of, but but I kind of keep thinking of Houston just because they've got more draft capital, but. If you're including players, the Colts are in much better position to sweeten that package to go to one. You know what I keep thinking about, Mike, is the what-if scenario where what if a random team makes a move for the number one overall pick that has right now a lower pick than the Colts? Let's say it's the Panthers or the Lions right. or the Raiders get aggressive. If they move up to number one, I can't foresee Houston doing Indianapolis any favors if Indy wants to move up to number two to at least no. get a top two prospect, right? Agreed. And, and that's why you've – I always hate to say do whatever it takes because you've got to have a grunt point, it seems like. But you've, you've just got to do pretty much whatever it takes to go to, to one. And, and, and if Houston outbids you for one and Chicago goes to two, then you do whatever it takes to go to two. To sit there at four or even go to three and say, well, we'll take the third best guy. I just think there's so much on the line for the team and for Chris Ballard. I, if I'm Chris Ballard and let's say the perception is his job's on the line, it's not because he's still here, but he's got to make something happen. I want to go down gunning with my guy. I really, not with, with this is who was left. So I really think the Colts are going to be extremely aggressive and for the most part, do whatever it takes to go up to one. And if you can't get one, you go to two. Then you're at least going to get the second best guy. And hopefully you've got both guys, whoever it is, Young or Stroud or whatever, Levis. At least you're saying, well, we, we can make this work because this guy was graded pretty closely. But they they can't be – non-aggressive they got to go after it and do for the most part whatever it takes to get the quarterback they want hey mike uh why not jeff swartz was talking to us earlier why not why not bring back carson wentz or someone like that and draft an offensive lineman and wait till next year's class because next year's class has got some legitimate guys because jim ursay is still the owner yeah, and Chris, and, you feel like Chris Ballard's if he's potentially on the line here, got to get it uh, right. Yeah, I, I, you know, in normal situations, maybe Chris would be open to that, and may, and, and that's a big maybe. I, I think he was he was a lot more on board with Ursay getting rid of Wentz than certainly than, than Frank was. I just from my talks with Jim Ursay, I'm telling you, there's a better chance of me playing quarterback. Wow. Next year, the Carson wins. And, and, well, if you get hurt, Jimmy Cook's a QB. That's not good. So you better well, stay healthy. If, if, if I'm the quarterback and I get hurt, then I, I'm done. For, I, I'm, I'm set for the rest of my life. <laughs> there I, you I, go. I could deal with that. Yeah, but the Colts but, aren't. They've got Jimmy backing you up. Yeah, I, I just, I just don't think. No, I, I think that's. You know, there, there's less than zero chance of that because of how strong Jim Irsay felt. Yeah, about the entire thing that went into Carson Wentz, and it's amazing to me that this guy's going to be unlike his fourth team in four years. It's um, it's one of the strangest 
stories. Yeah. This place will be the one place he won't be next year. Wow. You know what? I'm not going to take that. Jimmy said the same thing. I, I just I, he's he's got us his home base here. You know, like the Pacers bringing in George Hill. Do they have to take on some kind of contract of Carson Wentz or what? <laughs> no. No, no, he's he's a free agent. Right. So so it, it, you know, it, it, any other player it would work because okay, he's shown he can play the position okay. Sometimes yeah. better than okay. And he's not going to cost you anything. No. But And he wants to be here. At least live yeah, here, I, I potentially. Just, I just don't, feel like I I'm speaking for him. Well, you need to speak louder because the, the owner is still the owner. And I'm telling you. Yeah, I, I, I'm with I mean, you. When he, when he tells me that as long as I'm the owner, you know, <laughs> blah, blah, I believe him. You know, some things that he, he sort of isn't that firm on, some yep. things he is. It would not. It won't happen. I, I, I never say – I try not to say it'll never happen. It'll never happen. Hey, Mike, do you think that the Colts are in a position where they can be honest with themselves? Meaning this, let's just say they like Bryce Young a lot, but they don't love him enough to make a power play and move up from four to one knowing the price tag that's involved there. Do you think they can be honest with themselves and say – this isn't the moment right here, right now, to make that move. We go veteran route for one more year and think to next season for a QB. Can they be honest with themselves, knowing the recent history of failed uh, veteran quarterbacks? No, I, I no, because it, it is about timing. And I could argue that one of the reasons that they've gone this veteran route in the last, what, five years is because they really didn't have a lot of better options to get young. They really didn't. To get younger at the position, it just wasn't there. Well, this year, you're at four. And there's three guys that most people believe are are so-called franchise guys at differing strengths. But to, to, to push it another, first, the fan base would, would, would revolt, which yeah. I, I don't know how much you put into that if you're the owner. You hate that, but but no, I just think this is the time, and, and it's about timing. I go back to remember in, in, in 2012, the Colts were the, the year before they were whatever it was, two and 14 or three and 13. And who's there waiting for them? Andrew Luck. Well, the next year, Kansas City does the same thing. They're three and 13, whatever. And they get Eric Foster, uh, uh, a, a left tackle. Yeah. So it's about timing. This is the time. I just, and I tell you, I like Derek Carr. Of all the the guys they brought in in the past, he might be the one to me that would be the most attractive as far as what he can do. They can't do it. They, they simply cannot recycle again. They can't. And and the draft gives them the chance. And it's always risky. It's always risky. I mean, it's probably fifty fifty on top ten quarterbacks taken. But you simply have to. You have to roll the dice and take the guy you really like and then build the roster around him and just hope that it's the right guy. You know, it's funny, Mike. I was thinking that the Colts are basically the exact opposite of the Jets where the Colts have had all these veteran quarterbacks, so they want a rookie. And the Jets have had all these rookie quarterbacks that have washed out, and they're looking for a veteran. It's just funny how the recent history impacts your current decision-making. That's often how it works, though. And and that's the problem when you – if you swing and miss on a, a running back or a left tackle, it hurts you, or a wide receiver high in the draft, it hurts you. 
if you miss on a quarterback in the top five, it just sort of paralyzes you because, you know, it takes you a couple years to realize he's not the guy. So then you're wasting those players' careers for two years. And then you have to reset again. And here the Jets are resetting for a third time in, what, six years, whatever it is. It just – your roster is getting older. Your good players are getting older. And you're just wasting really good time and players. And whatever – we've talked about this before with the Colts and, like, let's say pass rush. When you're chasing mistakes year after year after year – it's just it, it just compromises everything because you're, you're drafting another defensive end and it keeps from drafting, I don't know, a receiver, a linebacker, a corner. So at certain positions when you miss, it, it's just beyond the player. It's the time you put in. It's sort of the money, sort of. I mean, but with you know draft picks now, the money's kind of not what it used to be. But it, it's the time and, and having to reload again. It's just not the way, and I would argue that the way they've gone, the Colts with these veteran guys, it's it's they've been, you know, right around five hundred, a couple of, of uh, uh, playoff jobs, one with Frank with Philip Rivers, but you don't grow. You, you, that's why I say when you get, when you get a chance like they've got now, you've got to go for it. You've got a high draft pick. You've got three quarterbacks that everyone says is worthy of that. So you just you go get your guy, and if it doesn't work, you say, well, that was my guy. I, I took my best shot, and it didn't work. But at least you're going down with your guy, like I said earlier. And I would be one. I would be incredibly shocked if Wentz is back. Ain't going to happen. And I'll be That's incredibly it. shocked if the Colts stay at four and just get what's left, unless there's just no option to move up to the top three, which they, have, they do have options. Dane Fife here. Hey, Mike. Can we make a small, well, just gentleman's bet? But the, sure. If if they if Wentz comes back, will you eat a um, Honeycrisp apple in our studio? <laughs> yes, yes. And, uh, and, and if he doesn't come back, uh, you'll come down to Beach Grove and you'll cut my grass for the summer. How about that? Oh, that'll keep me in shape. For I'd the, love for to. the whole summer. You, you provide the that? sunscreen, though. I need the okay, for hundred a month. for a month. For a month, you're gonna cut his grass for a month, Dane. Put provides, your money where your car, Carson Wentz mouth is. Dane he Fiver. provides the two hundred proof sunscreen that I require. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel I feel good about having my grass cut for at least a month. I'm, uh, <laughs> now, how how often do you cut it, Mike? Is this like once every three days? Are you meticulous here? How much well, work no, would they I'm be putting in? But what, once it starts growing, it's about every six days. Oh man, one every six days. I'll do it. Deal. That's like five times. Five grass cuttings, Dane. I don't know, man. You feel that strongly about? I can do it. See whence? <laughs> okay. Uh, Mike Chapel here on the fan. I'm curious where, um, listen, there are a lot of rumors about Justin Fields maybe being traded with the Bears. I don't personally anticipate that, but let's just put it out there, Mike. If the Colts could have Justin Fields or any of the rookie quarterbacks, what would be your preference? That's a good question. Probably Justin Fields because he's proven. It's like when the Colts traded uh, Buckner, they gave up the 13th pick. I, I would do that in a heartbeat for a veteran player who was still like 25 as opposed to a rookie that you might like, but you just don't know. I would probably take Fields probably. Uh, but but then, you know, again, it, the good thing about getting one of these rookie quarterbacks is you got the rookie deal. 
So for four years, these guys are ridiculously priced. In the fifth year, it, you know, it, it jumps. But I don't think the Bears trade him. We talked to uh, Matty before us today at the Combine, and the Chicago guys talked to the GM. and We talked to him. The, the GM said it, Justin Fields is our quarterback uh, for next year. Of course, the Colts also said things like last year that, you know, Matt Ryan's our quarterback and then Sam Ellinger's our quarterback. And, you know, so, so things change. But I just don't think the Bears – change after the investment they've had time and coaching and all that in fields he's a known he's a known product you know make the team strong around him and then let somebody else try to try to build and develop a young quarterback hey hey mike before you go man and we appreciate your time i I was curious about this you probably know the answer but i don't how does it work if a, a team let's say the colts wanted to make a deal with the bears today could they do that, or do you have to wait till the new league year to make a trade for the number one overall pick? You, you can make trades. You just can't, they're just not official until the new league year. So, Got it. And, and, and we'll see that. I mean, that, that could happen. How, uh, how far out I, do you think we are if a team does move up to number one and you've got a lot of teams in the mix that could be doing so? How, how far away do you think we are if there is a deal that's made uh, when we see it made? Closer to the start of the new league year because there's, yeah. there's no easy. If I'm the Colts, I want to get it done now. Yeah. And if I'm the Bears, I'm going to hold out and see yep. who's going to go crazy. And because and, yeah. somebody, they are, you know, it's supply and demand. It only it only takes one team to go crazy. You know, like Cleveland with with Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. It just takes one team to go stupid. So if you're the Bears, you hold out and you really see what you can, how you can maximize that. You know, keep in mind. Let, let's say the Bears trade one. To, to Houston at two, well then they're in position to trade two to four. So they're so they're trading in the top four twice. The bounty they can get will be incredible to how they can build the rest of their roster. Yeah, amen to that. Well, hey Mike, appreciate the time, man. Thanks for bopping on today, and uh, we'll look for a more extensive fruit conversation next yep. time. High level, know? Mike. Will, High I'll, level. I'll, I'll put you down for probably July. Let's, let's make it really hot <laughs> when you can cut my hair. How about that? I, no, I thought you would be an August guy, Mike. I like you. Well, you you go in July. Is, when it gets hot and it doesn't rain, then it turns into straw and it doesn't grow much. So I'm going to let it kind of – Yeah. it's still hot, it's still growing, and I want to maximize my, my, my bet with you. I'm going to wait till apple season. That way you enjoy your experience, Mike. <laughs> I still feel better about my yard getting cut than me eating an apple. Yeah, I do too, Mike. Well, hey, man, enjoy your day, Mike. Appreciate the time, bud. Stay in touch. Thank you. There he is, Mike Chappell. Do you Fox think he 59, means that? CBS 4. Stay in I, touch? I think he means that – he wants you to cut his grass when Carson Wentz is not a member of the Colts, you know? Yeah. I think that's going to be a running thing. Hey, Dane, I could see him uh, texting you pictures of the grass that's growing that you're supposed it's to be time. cutting. Yeah. It's time. It's time. I maybe, mean, a, maybe a Bruce Buffer where it's a thinking man's gif. I hope he has like, a push mower. It's time! <laughs> it's just Bruce Buffer's picture right there. You got to think it through. Made a handful of crazy bets in my day. That was horrendous on your part. Yeah, wait and see, pal. You're a Chiefs fan. What do you know about the Colts? I mean, I've Besides seen Carson Wentz play, and I, and, I, and, I, and I agree with what Chap said about Jim Irsay. He's not reliving that nightmare. Not I happening. agree with Chap, too, but here's the real question. Handicap it. Where does Carson Wentz end up? Uh, any the of the teams? Still letting, like, no, teams he's going to be in the NFL. I mean, he's definitely going to be in he the won't, NFL. He's not, not going to be QB1, though. Like, right? We can establish that. I, I would think he'd, he'd probably be QB2. land on a backup somewhere. That's fine. But where? 
Carson Wentz is a winner, guys. Give him an offensive line. He wins. What are we missing here? Come on, Jim. You didn't see the Colts' offensive line injured whatever? Come on, fellas. I've seen enough out of him the He's last a win. He's won at every level. You know, it's funny. I will say this. It does show you how much expectations – this is going to sound very nerdy, but it's true. It shows you how much expectations in, are involved with your evaluation, how much they affect. Because think about this. Carson Wentz, former number two overall pick. He puts up almost identical numbers last season as Taylor Heineke, who is not a former number two overall pick. And so you look at Carson Wentz and you're like, this guy sucks. He's trash. And you look at Taylor Heineke and you're like, not bad. You see that come from behind win against the Colts? Look at him. Just will that team into the end zone when they needed it most. Fly by night. this This would never happen. The only place I see Carson Wentz succeeding as an NFL quarterback, to Dane's point, it doesn't work like this in the league. If you put him in San Francisco and he can't succeed there, that would never happen. I'm just saying you drop him in there. Right. If he can't succeed with that offense, right. it it's not happening. I think you're onto something. Carson what, Wentz, like, QB1, 49. Again, I wouldn't do that if I'm in San Francisco, but it has to be a ready-made. Like, yeah. Here's my point. Jimmy. I hear you. Yeah, Jimmy, that's a good point. You said you were excited about Matt Ryan coming here. Yes. Why did he fail? One of the reasons. Because you mentioned it already. No, I know. I know. I did. I know what you're getting at. And it was the offensive line. And you said they both had similar careers here. And they you, did. But you said the number one reason. Sure. It's a reason that I heard. It's the reason I was listening for too. That's nice. You might have threw a bunch of them out there, but the only one I heard was offensive line. Yes. So and Wentz is more mobile than Ryan, and he looked just as bad. But you admitted no. that Ryan failed. One primarily because the offensive line was dookie. Yes, and you also, but you said they had similar careers, which they had similar stops it's here. Contradictory. It was a one and, done. and it, what I'm saying is, is you're saying Carson Wentz was just bad, saying Matt Ryan was similar, had a similar situation here sure. as Carson Wentz, but he failed because of the offensive line. Sure, right. So I, you got you're openly admitting that the offensive line is not good. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that, but the thought was when you brought Wentz in here as well, and as that line degraded, is that okay, he's got mobility, he can extend plays, it's not going to matter as much. His numbers were better than Ryan's, but the end result, and that's all I care about, at the end of the day, where did you take your team? They both had the same result. No, when they, no it, was, hey, it was still better wins and hey, losses-wise with Wentz. Where'd they end up? Did they make the playoffs or not? It was still better. That, that, that doesn't it's matter. It's it, not, it wasn't the same. Okay. Playoffs? We talk, that, what yeah, are we that, talking that, about? That's, what, that's why they did it. That is why they went the retread route, because they thought they were going to make the postseason. They missed twice. Just because Ryan didn't work out, and I thought he would, doesn't automatically make Wentz a good decision. No, but, but that's the thing. You're the, moving the goalposts. I'm not, there you where go. You, where do you want the goalposts yeah, to be? That's a great I, analogy. I want the goalposts to be where, if you say Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan, it was still the same end result. No, it wasn't. So don't move the goalposts what, what's to, the, what's well, the end that's the, the veteran quarterback okay. route. Now, you're moving the end the result is, what's the, what's you're the get end result another... to a successful season for you? What's the result? For, well, that for, depends for on you if you're a Chiefs or a Colts fan. No, it doesn't. And, and, and the Chiefs fandom has nothing to do with my ability. But you have to different expectations. No, I, I don't like for that. Yeah, sure. When you're rooting for them, of course, a Chiefs fan has different. Well, expectations I mean, it's like we got different expectations for Michigan State Spartans than we do Indiana Hoosiers. Michigan State Spartans were thinking national championship. Indiana Hoosiers were thinking get to the damn tournament. Sure. Same with Chiefs and Colts right now. But you, you're talking but, about but, playoffs. But why can't you? 
Why can't you focus on one topic? What the Chiefs have nothing to do with Indianapolis. But my, my issue is this. You're, you're asking what are his expectations. Sure, because he's accusing me of moving the goalpost. And, and if did. I am, I apologize. What's the goalpost at? Where's it at? The I, goalpost is that Carson Wentz was better individually than Matt Ryan. I know we're comparing like a broken down Skylark yeah, like it, to a, a bad it's, Corolla. It's, 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 but I get hey. I, Sorry, do you drive a Corolla? Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. It, we're not talking about upper echelon here, sure. but all I'm saying Super is Bowl QBs. Carson know. Wentz, he was better than Matt Ryan. So to say like they're the same, like individually, the numbers they put up or team wise, the wins, losses, it was not the same. It was better with Carson Wentz. So- it was it was it was bad football on both ends. Did Wentz have more bright spots? Sure. It was still bad yeah. football over the course of the season. All I'm saying ar- is... We're arguing semantics. Just the give, semantics give, is, my points. go out and fix the offensive line. You're going to draft another QB go. that's going to sure. get his ass knocked you off. And exactly. I, you and I are in the same boat on that. Totally. No one's arguing that the offensive line shouldn't be fixed. Then you watch what you say about Carts and Wentz, pal. Because <laughs> <laughs> he will be back. I, he'll be back in the league somewhere, holding the clipboard, helping in quarterback meetings. It sounds like I'm trying to prop up Carson Wentz into I being am. like a difference maker. I'm just fighting for the the little crumb off of like my Nutrigrain bars that I, I didn't quite eat. Yeah. The little crumb of respect that he should get, which is he, he was at least better than Matt Ryan in Indianapolis. That's all I'm and saying. And my point is it doesn't matter if your offensive line struggles. It doesn't. It doesn't. So why are we talking about like – Got, I mean, much respect to Mike Chappell and his relationship with Jim Irsay, but he says quarterback, quarterback. He said it three times. Yeah. And you can't really, you can't run the car if you don't have the engine. And to me, the engine is not the QB. The engine right now is the offensive line for those ponies. Well, look, man, I think of, I'll bring another quarterback up. Look at Russell Wilson in his Seattle days. He compensated for a weak offensive line for years. If you have a truly special quarterback, yes, you can compensate now, now why do for we an call underperforming that O-line. You can't. Carson Wentz couldn't do it. Matt Ryan couldn't do it. But the special quarterbacks, they can't. I'm with you. So you, you put you, Tom Brady. If you put Tom Brady behind that Colts offensive line, Super Bowl winning Tom Brady. Right. Or Super Bowl winning Peyton Manning. Or how about... Uh, Jimmy's bro, Mr. Patrick Mahomes. Oh, they would absolutely help the Colts out tremendously. No. <laughs> not, not if they've got the offensive line. I, they would be limited, especially Brady would be limited. you got to have the old line in front of him, but I'm just telling you the special quarterbacks can compensate for that. They, they, you're saying they might ri- make the offensive line rise to the occasion that maybe... Uh, I'm saying that they're like mascara. They can cover up some flaws. You know? I could use some of that. Yeah. That's where Jimmy, I get Jimmy back in my good graces over here, is that, uh, you know, Carson Wentz wasn't special enough to compensate for an underperforming offensive line. That's why they have to try to get better than Carson Wentz, why they're not going to run it back with that guy. I say get an offensive line, bring in Carson Wentz, and let's get a quarterback next year. By the way, what happened to the offensive line? Like what? I, mean, I don't think it's awful. I'm, I'm not saying It's just weird, like... Stretch. They've got dudes. Quentin Nelson is fantastic. Like, how did that line with Kelly, with Smith, with Quentin Nelson, how was it that underperforming this past year? It was weird. Freaking weird. It's a cohesion issue. I don't think it's a talent size. It's a cohesion issue. Knick-knack injuries keep you out, you know, day two. Just I, I, To me, 
it seems more like a cohesion. Yeah. You know what's funny, too, is that uh, we look at different positions and evaluate them in ways – like, think about quarterback. If a, a quarterback underperforms, we're just like, what the hell? What happened? You know? Guy's terrible. What, is he drunk? Yeah. But, Has he been drinking? But an offensive line, we yeah. just look at it like yeah. it's supposed to be the same every single yeah, year. That's exactly you know right. I mean? Yeah, They're it's just like, big, meaty guys. Yeah. <laughs> they should be the they same every year. They just stand there and put their hands out. Sometimes offensive lines underperform as yeah. well. That's right. That's what I'm saying. All right, coming up next, Uncle Mo or Let Down City? And also, uh, we didn't touch about on this weird, weird moment over the weekend we just have to in passing touch on it it was pretty interesting we'll get to that i'm brian though he's dane fife it's 93.5 and 107.5 the fan whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits long live listening to your favorites learn more about cascali ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if cascali is right for you you teased me. I thought you were going to go Hunger Strike. And you're like, nope, nope. Now let's go with another song with Eddie Vedder singing here. Edward, he's good. Pearl Jam. Better man. You a Chris Cornell guy? No. What? Soundgarden. He's tremendous with Soundgarden. I can do a little Soundgarden, but Ed Vedder met him for a Bulls World Championship game against He's singing the national anthem. Not sure what his what his uh, intake was at that point, but he was so friendly, kind. I don't like Gave me a bro hug. I don't like that he's a Cubs fan. I don't either. I don't like don't. I don't like the Cubs fans. Cubs fans are like Notre Dame fans, if you want the truth. (laughs) They're one and the same. No, I totally disagree with that. I I guarantee you, you, if you find me one Notre Dame fan, Notre Dame football we're talking, Mm -hmm. that's not a Cubs fan, I'll find you a thousand that are. I would disagree with that also. And they're the guys that... Notre Dame fans are everywhere. They're nationwide. They're not all Cub fans. I, I, they're nationwide because maybe they, they start. They probably went to Notre Dame and <laughs> they grew, they they sprawled up. across the nation. They don't they, give they, they up just, that They Cub act fandom. the same. They just... Uh. Here, here's, here's a Cub fan every year. This is our year. Going to win it all. <laughs> Regardless, they could be oh, that, d- Jimmy, thirty games under five hundred. I mean, that's uh, to me. It sounds familiar. It sounds like a Notre Dame fan. Granted, it is similar, not the same, but Sheesh. similar. There are some ridiculous expectations for Notre Dame fans, football wise. I think Jimmy's on the phone with his Uh-oh. girlfriend. Jimmy's like, you know, please hammer these guys. Yeah, please, we'll let you on the air guys. right away. Yeah, are we done yet? <laughs> these guys. <laughs> you know. uh What's ridiculous about Notre Dame fans, and you know this, this is what drives me crazy about actual Notre Dame football fans, and I'm a diehard Notre Dame football fan. It's this we're Notre Dame and you're not vibe that That you live. Just, I understand. It's I don't live that vibe. I felt that when I walked in the room. <laughs> you know No, that vibe has gotta go, man. And it exists with a lot of fans. It's like settle down, haven't won a title since eighty eight. Let's Cool it down here with we're Notre Dame and you're not. You shouldn't walk into a room and feel that, but you often yeah. do. Notre Dame football. I'll get you to the to the good side over you here. You never will. <laughs> How about your Hoosiers here, Dane? Are they riding Uncle Mo? Are they riding the momentum? Great performance against Purdue. Mackey Arena was hopping. 
And they went in there. Jalen Hood Shafino put on a clinic. Career high 35. You had sharp shooting from Galloway, from Cop from the outside. You had Trace Jackson Davis with pinpoint accuracy TJD. with his passes. TJD. Still impacted the game, only scoring 10 points. Had the assists, had the rebounds, even though he had to take a seat because of the foul trouble, rested a little bit more than normal, still impacted the game. My question is this. They have Iowa tonight. Did they ride the momentum? Or, even though they're back at home, is this a rare let-down situation on our hands here? After the emotional high, do they not reach that emotional high tonight against the Hawkeyes? You know, I, there's, a, there's a couple smaller side stories going on. Mm-hmm. We've got the Fran McCaffrey, who's become a show in and of himself. Um, He's a sideshow, man. I, I love it. I love it. I love the energy. I love the, the um, personality. I love the anger and the competitiveness, but some of it is like, Fran, what are we doing here? We, d- definitely. What are you definitely. staring I, down Look, the I'd official? say that about Coach Izzo every game. I How think does I, he not get teed up for that, by the way? How? Uh, he'd already been teed. And, so run uh, him. See ya. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it, but uh, that's part of the show, man. This is the entertainment business. We we the, the the purity of the game that is out the door. So if you're a purist, don't watch or and definitely don't come to the game. This is entertainment. Mm-hmm. Prepare to be entertained tonight because you've got that. You've got Indiana's uh, losing a 21 point lead. I think it was at Iowa, and Iowa came back to beat them. Uh, you've got all the, you know, um, one of the McCaffrey brothers had said that Indiana didn't know whether they were in zone or man. This is this is going to be a, a pretty intense game, I think. I do think Indiana's going to win. And I think uh, Indiana's clicking on all cylinders right now. It's what I love so much about sports is styles make fights. Yeah. And just think about how different this matchup is to the previous one for IU. So they go from... Dealing with Zach Eady. Yeah. And you had when when uh, Jackson Davis is on the bench, you have Race Thompson like, I'm just trying to do whatever I can <laughs> yep, against yep. Zach Eady. You go from that to Iowa, who has nowhere, no one even close to Zach Eady. But what they do have is this thing called outside shooting that Purdue definitely did not have in the last game. The good news is is they've stunk shooting on the road, has, has Iowa. Uh, what they what they do, they love to get out and run. It's probably the fastest paced team in the league. I don't know if uh, the data shows it, but these guys get out and run. They want to turn you over and get out and run. Now, if they can find a way to knock down some shots, you know, on the road, streaky, they'd be in good shape. Streaky, but, uh, yeah, very. If you see Iowa at the end of that Sparty game oh, tonight, yeah. ooh, baby. I feel like you, you're you're trying to. Um, dr- dr- Bring out some... Oh, no. 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 If I was strolling, you'd know it. Uh, the the constant... I think this is the third time of the Sparty mention of that game against Iowa the other day. And uh, I'm not going to take that. I'm, I'm just saying foul. Good foul. Lord, foul. They're I agree. Lights out from three. But I think the Hoosiers win. I think they're overwhelming talent, overwhelming age and size uh, and skill. Uh, this is a team that I've said all along can compete for a national championship based on the talent, size, 
and skill. It's a very talented team. I mean, Trace Jackson Davis coming back was a big deal. Race Thompson, fifth-year player. Miller Cop, fifth-year player. Xavier Johnson, fifth- or sixth-year player. Are we going to see him tonight? I, uh, I'd i heard a rumor, but that's just a rumor. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be interesting because he wasn't dressed against Purdue. Uh, you know, you, Trey, Trey Galloway, guys, I recruited Trey at Michigan State. I wanted him to come there. And uh, – Every time he played in front of Coach Izzo, he always played like crap. <laughs> like, Coach, he kick and play, kick and play. We offered Trey, but uh, he ended up committing early to IU. Um, the kick and play. I he, think he's yeah. an NBA player. Yeah. If get put in the right situation. He's gotten so much better from three. And Miller Cop, he was on the morning show the other day, and he's like, he's shooting the crap out of Miller the ball. Miller was on the morning show? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It's about time we make some Walking requests at IU. Gave an update. Let's see if we can get an IU rep on tomorrow or uh, sometime this week. There you go. That sounds good. But, yeah, I like what Fish was saying, too. Don Fisher's like, every time he sees Trey Galloway, he's like, shoot. 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 Is that, <laughs> Let's you, hear your Don. And shoot, shoot. 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 Don Fisher. So, uh, do a Don Fisher saying he loves Gala Apples. All right, guys. Don Fisher. I just love Gala Apples. Is it any decent, Jimmy? I think it's pretty good. It was nice. nice. Wow. That might be the nicest thing Jimmy's ever said to me. By the way, I got a tweet here. Jimmy will hate it, but it's the truth. So this is from Todd Furman, okay? Does some betting analysis and all of that. He just simply writes this. Bryce Young's true height, 5'10 and a half. Mm. Young listed at six foot one ninety four <laughs> at Bama. Would be, get this, first QB listed six foot or shorter and under 200 pounds selected in the first round of the common draft era and first quarterback listed under 200 pounds selected in the first round since Jim McMahon in 1982. Remember how you accused me of manipulating things earlier? Well, now I'm going to. Hey, uh, any children listening to this? What Brian's been saying all day, if you're short, don't dream about being a quarterback. It's not possible. (laughs) Pick me a first-round pick. That's what Brian's been saying. Totally wrong. He's totally misrepresenting my position. superpowers have joined forces, Jimmy and Fife. It's wrong. Listen, Jimmy, you could use my arguments against me as long as they're my arguments. That's not my argument. Russell Wilson, special player. He's short, but he's got a good frame. He can take punishment. But he's not that short. He's he's short though. Not Drew Brees short. short, short, very good quarterback. But he's not that short. You know, doesn't have the the slightish frame. You know, didn't hey. run as much. Stayed upright a lot more. How about the tweet sent to all of us? Well, at least all of us as a non uh, JRN Indy says as a non degenerate gambler over or under point five on Fran McCaffrey getting a T tonight. Over under point five on Fran. This yes. should be an over. Yeah, give me the over. Yeah, should be. Like think it. Think of this. Think if you are an official, and you keep seeing Fran McCaffrey on repeat. It is on a freaking loop on Sports Center. Him just staring down this an official and not getting teed up. You want to talk about a short fuse? You know, the, right? This game. Could be the best game of the year tonight for various reasons. Yeah. 
if the Hawkeyes can make some shots and and Coach McCaffrey can keep himself in the game through the second half, it's going to be a heck of a game. I expect one T. I expect one T also, yeah. But I think they need him in order to, to have a chance to win. They need Fran McCaffrey on the bench for the full game tonight. Maybe with one tech. We'll see how it works out. Oh, it's going to happen. Coming up next, we've got a couple of awkward moments that are still entertaining. We'll fill you in. I'm Brian No, He's Dane Fife. It's 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Oh, I'm Brian. No, he's Dane Fife here on The Fan. We got to go rapid fire. We got a lot to do here. How about a couple of awkward moments, Dane? We didn't talk about how Purdue was attempting free throws right right before the national anthem as IU was lining up across the free throw line. I loved that. That was hilarious, man. Well, I, look, the superstitious part, I, I'd imagine uh, the two Purdue players that were taking their free throws needed to get that one last bucket. Probably do that every game. But IU, I think they were fighting for position to get across the foul line and get set for the national anthem. We got two superstitions. I wish an IU player went KG at that moment and just swatted just gave it away. Swate. Yep. Yes, swatted it away. Maybe Dikembe. Maybe that would have been with the good the wave too. of the finger <laughs> right before the I would have done that. I would have done that under the guise of American patriotism like <laughs> patriotism. Just get 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 out of here, man. I'm getting ready for the national anthem. How about this? There was an awkward moment in spring training. So, Ali Marmol, he's the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals. He went to go shake an umpire's hand on Saturday. The umpire blew him off. Yeah. Why did the ump do that? Well, they had a heated exchange during last season. Yeah. And so this umpire, C.B. Buckner, he didn't give him the uh, the shaking of the hand over there. Marmol said he has zero class, this whole thing. Now, this is how it sounded a couple of days later. Check this out. There mm. you go. Mm. Shook hands. That was on ESPN. Man. Everything's good to go. Buckner. He's the- like... Bring her in there, Marmol. The announcer throwing some shade like adults. <laughs> like they're actually adults Gosh. here today. Uh, we love this. We got um, got a couple of texts from our APD over here. Todd Meyer. Todd texts in, Cubs fans are like Purdue fans. I know I'm both, and you both suck. Go Cubbies. <laughs> He's talking about me and you. Yeah. You're, you're, not, you're not a Cubs guy, huh? Are you anti-Cubs? Would you go as far as to I'm say anti. That? I'm anti. Oh, it's those like I'd rather firmly anti-Cubs. Anti, but I'm a Tigers fan. A and B. I already said Cubs fans remind me of Notre Dame fans. They just they're just delusional, delusional, delusional. He said Notre Dame fans are like IU fans. That might be true a little bit, but yeah, that's what he said. Notre Dame football fans are like IU basketball fans. Th- they're Thus delusional, the but they're not jacket. running around with the elitist attitude. They're not going. You will work for us. <laughs> See, now there are some things like I've got thick skin. You know, I can take a couple of yeah. slaps and figurative punches. I will not stand for you saying Notre Dame fans are just like Cubby fans. I can't do it. I, I can respect that. Hey, you're going to Butler tonight, huh? Butler, Marquette. Marquette, number six in the country. Shaka Smart, 
Sad Mata. I think it's going to be a heck of a game. I'm really excited. I hope I have a good seat. And I hope that St. Elmo's is listening. Could you guys maybe work me in before four? Because I've got nothing to do for an hour. Yeah. Oh, nope. Nothing going on this week. Jimmy, are you nope. volunteering to hang out with me? Or is that the number one as in one minute left? <laughs> you tell me, coach. Hey, gladly. You're paying for Elmo's. <laughs> I'm unemployed. You're not. I love the week of the combine where you're like, yeah, St. Elmo's just off the street. Let's Walk go. on in here, Dane Fife. We got a spot for you, man. We got a place here. That probably who wins tonight? Our sponsor. Butler uh, pulled the upset. Butler supersonic upset. Yeah, Coach Mata. Jimmy, you have any picks today? Not enough time. Oh no, no, no! Quick, quick. sorry, on, Jimmy. Why didn't you time. tell we us? Time. You had... I did tell you. Come... All right, let's see. You we're gave gonna me take... the one minute I... sign. I... We're gonna take IU minus six tonight. Jalen Hutchinson over sixteen and a half. Homer pick. Grace Jackson Davis over twenty-two and a half. Homer. Let down position. They don't cover. Boo. Good stuff, though, Jimmy. I Five love seconds. that, man. That, I love that, Jimmy. JMV coming up next. I'm playing the Dane Fife. Tremendous job, man. I felt like I did well. Keep it locked here on The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.